All right, sweet. Hopefully everything goes well this first time. Yeah, we're just uh, writing in the games that we played. Oh, yeah, just uh, go ahead. I, I, I'm not going to bother since I'm just going to be the... talking about the stuff I played at the NAS press. Where's the dog? Yeah, sorry? I'll save on that. I'm sorry? Uh, let me go link it. Thanks. For the power of Discord. For the power of Discord. We unite. Now everything, we have a log. That's also the good part. We have a log of stuff. We have to do with Skype for logs. Okay. No, I should probably just put NIS precedent that way. No, it's fine. I I'll know, of course. You don't have to put anything. It's cool. Yeah, this works out because I was going to ask you anyways about. Hey, is this new? Which one hundred I saw? Or is this something? Ask you later about things in Witcher 192 about what was actually new and what was in the I mean, first game because I didn't play the first game. This this is perfect because you could ask him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, That's what awesome. he was saying. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I'm sorry. That's like a it's like a dark region of my brain. I have to like pull out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, like that game. All right. Um, very few games. All right. I'll I'll save the discussion. I. Uh, Okay, all right, got that, got that, got that. I'm right, just pulling up some of the new stuff that we're going to be talking about. Close that. Okay. All right, Kyle, yeah, you got, you got the doc. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet. We'll have to actually, maybe we'll have like a separate uh, channel for staff that's for the just the podcast too, because, you know, going forward, it might be better just to have one specific place for that stuff instead of bogging it down with the staff area. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Do you want to make that right now, actually, Josh, just in case? Yeah, I can do that. Cool. Yeah, because I, I figured... But I don't think people in our staff chat would want us to just to put a bunch of stuff that's out of context over there. All right, cool. All right, so yeah, uh, Josh just made a podcast room for us under management. Just go ahead and go there. Thank you, Josh. Hmm. And boom goes the dynamite. Oh, okay. Okay, everybody good to go then? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yep. Right. I'm actually kind of hearing a bit of an echo. I think that might be... I think it's on Seda's end. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm echoing? Yeah, I hear an uh, echo. You're not echoing, but me speak. We hear it in your, your speakers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have your... So under the hardware input one, once again, you've got just you've got microphone right checked. One second. I probably just need a better headset, to be honest. You probably should invest in a, maybe a, a separate mic instead. Yeah, because I'm using just a all-in-one headset mic thing from Turtle Beach. Yeah. I, what's, what's probably happening is that it is um, you're you're hearing obviously yourself and then like i'm hearing it through my speaker my mic is picking it up from my speaker yeah um, yeah and so you're That's hearing it twice like. yeah i mean um, maybe set a noise gate that's higher maybe yeah, yeah. i've got mine at 2.7 try that obviously so like for example try talking now yes talking Hi. now oh is wait hold on worse is the echo okay, worse uh, um no, no, stay silent um testing one two three no i can't, I can't hear myself yeah it oh, seems yeah. good now Wait, I, I I tried to make it sound worse um, <clears throat> based on my hypothesis of what it was, but huh? What did you set uh, it as? Well, I didn't change anything except I changed my basically my headset volume all the way up, 
So I thought if it was picking you up, it'd be even louder and more noticeable now. But no, just uh, oh wait, no, I can hear it a little bit. Yeah, of it I can now. still hear it. Uh, uh, don't uh, instead of testing like that, just uh, adjust your maybe your gain a little bit. Well, I just wanted to. That Actually, was I don't think your gain. Too. I don't think the gain would do anything, would it? Like, no, it'd it be. It had to be like the the noise gate on the mic because yeah. it, it's if it's picking up like a hour. Yeah, it's, it's picking the okay, background yeah. noise. So t- yeah, turn that yeah. up. You're right. Is it echoing now? I can still um, test it. testing one two three. The Zach try to talk. Hey, hey, yeah, up? I just I can hear it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think what's happening is whenever, like, yeah, I, th- I think it just has to be a higher noise gate. Yeah. I, I like I said, say I've got mine set up like three. You can set it. You can set it on um, through Discord as well. If that's not working out, there's actually like an in, uh, built-in Discord setting that actually will be more relevant because we're in the Discord room. Well, uh, you can also just like just say that just don't talk, and if you hear if you see that far left bar move, you know that there's an issue. Well, right now I have the ga- the noise gate set to ten, um, which is the highest. That's how did, did you do that on that on that program or through Discord on, on voice meter? Okay, yeah, try, try it on that. Discord. Yeah, so turn we, our, we, we turn, maybe turn. We normally don't yeah. have this problem. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's just a weird thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's a voice meter thing. I think it's just that now. Well, the fact that we're doing voice through Discord now, that's obviously why we're hearing it now and we haven't had this problem before. You weren't, uh-huh. oh yeah, you weren't part of the whole like, um, Decidia video that Josh did. No. Okay. I mean, if, it, if this happens, whatever. I'm not going to. Where am I looking in settings for this? Josh, the Discord settings? Uh, yeah, let me go to voice video. Hold on, this thing, this thing, this thing is totally gonna crash my Discord if I try to open a video. <laughs> yeah, stay away from that. Give me just a second; I'll be right back. Well, I can do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, when you scroll down to advanced data, do you see like the echo cancellation, noise suppression, automatic gain control? Yeah, those are all set to on. Those are set on. Okay. Okay. Uh. In input settings, there's like a voice sensitivity. I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's around there where where you need to go. There's also um, What's I, attenuation? Echo, there's also echo suppression and noise suppression down at the bottom of that uh, settings. Yeah, that's what he's got that checked on. Like I said if, if we got if we get not good for the first one, I'll just see at the top that we're recording through Discord, so there might be some weird audio thing. So I'm not. It's not going to be too big of an issue. We'll just figure it out later if need be. Or, because I don't think I'm hearing any echoing, just use my recording. Uh, so, maybe. I don't well, hear I mean, any everyone else is hearing now. it too. That's the thing. I don't hear any recording or echoing now. Did... I it hear. Didn't really it. change anything. It, it's like it's like very faint. So it's not the biggest of deals. Uh, how about uh, Josh? May know this. Like, what would adjusting the input or output volume do with this then? Um, that would just be your general noise level. So if you did the the out, if you lowered the output, he'll sound lower because he's detuned it like so. It's kind of like the the gain meter. What if you turn down? Uh, yeah, I would say that once you turn down your speakers until you can bear you can you can uh, your own like actual speaker settings until you can you, you can barely hear us. Maybe that'll help. So 
someone snapping their fingers. <laughs> that that was me. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> I thought my mic was muted. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I like imagining Kyle muting his mic just to snap his fingers. He's got to beat just, his heart, it, man. He's, he can't. He got to let it out. <laughs> your echo when I talk. You hear it when you talk. Uh, when we speak, your little icon lights up just for a split second because your your mic is picking up the speaker volume of us speaking. You know what we need to sometimes. do? Sometimes, Seda, we just need to buy you a Yeti. <laughs> I think this is going to be an investment for the site. Uh, we'll figure it out, though. I think I think we're okay. Uh, like I said, we'll just mention at the top that there might be a slight echo, but people can just ignore that. Uh, obviously, this it won't interrupt our conversations as long as we you know respect each other's conversation like we always do and not talk over each other. Would be cool. All right. All right, let's get back to this. Yeah, I think it's every time I speak up, I hear it. So, speak softer, Zach. Speak softer. Carry a big stick. Uh, say that if Actually, you adjust any, if you did you change any settings since we last talked? I, I, I'm messing with it a little bit. It might just be best for me to do push to talk for now. Yeah, that might be okay. Actually, yeah, that that would that would solve it right there. Yeah. All right. quiet but the silence is deafening now it's edm shall i talk to you let's see you edf edf oh fuck hell yeah let's play some edf no. let's just talk about edf i said edf i said edf sound like you said edf and i'm like earth defense force yeah let's play let's... heck yeah it's, you know edf that's a piece of shit it's fucking it's very not a lot of action all right i keep saying okay, that you could... Okay, I have pushed the talk on now, so I have to hold a button down to talk. Um, hopefully, I remember rather than okay. me to start talking and not. <laughs> yeah, just me. make sure that you but, let off it as soon as you as soon as you stop talking, so that it doesn't pick up our voice uh, echo. Then we'll be. I mean, obviously, we'll work this out later. I mean, I'm I'm holding it down right now, and yeah, you're still hearing the echo. <laughs> yeah, um, I can, I, can tell. I mean, you can just you can just see my icon on the in Discord. It's green, and now if I stop holding it. You won't be able to hear me, but you should hopefully no longer hear echoing. Yeah. So obviously, um, just be mindful of that, and uh, only press it obviously when you when you intend to talk uh, or when you actually do start talking. Uh, then would be cool. Uh, but I don't want to stifle discussions. So you know, like I said, if there is any echo, whatever. <laughs> well, I'll, like I said, I'll see at the top that this is something different. People might notice a quality difference. Um, hopefully, a better one. Uh, we'll find out. Do you is there any sort of weird audio glitch at all when I like toggle off and on? No, only if no. you stop talking in the middle of it, there might be like a but that's it, you know. <clears throat> Just obviously finish your words. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I hear a little, I hear a little beep when I do it. No, it's only for know. you. Only for you. Yeah. Yeah, like if you can hear that. Okay. No, I can't. I can't hear any kind of beep. So you, yeah, it's only for you, of course. I've I've had to use that before, so. It's like a walkie-talkie. Uh, James is still here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You haven't talked in a while. I was like, I wonder if you just passed out, San Francisco. Uh, a naked gay. <laughs> I said a naked gay. I said a naked guy showed up in his room, but that's not what I meant to say. All right. Uh, All right. Well, <laughs> living life at San Francisco. Oh, he just crashed through the window. Um, <laughs> I think we're okay. All right. Yeah, sweet. We're all right. I think it's all recording. And say, are you recording as well? Yep. All right, it should be all this time. Okay, cool. Let's get going. 
Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. It is the February 10th, 2018 edition. Joining me today, I've got four special guests. Actually, three. I'm sorry. I, I, this is kind of different for us. Uh, we first got Josh Torres. Three plus one we got four. is... We got, four. We got Josh Torres. Yeah, 31. <laughs> we'll figure this out. Josh Torres. Uh, so which got, one of us is not special? We've got Adam Vitali. Am I, am I a special one? Yes, we're all special guests here. Uh, we've got Kyle Campbell. Hello. And we've got James Galizio. Hello. All right, so the reason I messed up a little bit at the top here is that we're doing things a little bit differently uh, this week. We finally figured out how to record our podcast through Discord rather than Skype. Uh, play, praise be that uh, because, boy, Skype sucks. So um, I have not really used the voice function in Discord that much. So clearly I thought that I was among the people that are listed under there. But no, that's like we've got four guests in me. So that's great. And my name is Zach Reese. So yeah, it's it's been uh, kind of an interesting week. Actually, just very recently, in fact, just the past few days have been kind of exciting. Because, um, of course, uh, we've got just last night, Square Enix showed off some new footage of Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, James uh, participated at the Nice America press event. We've got some news for patch updates and things like that. That should be exciting. Uh, so before we get into all that, we always like to talk about the games that we've been playing. So Adam, uh, of course, you've been kind of tiptoeing around this game for the past few weeks because you were under embargo. But now that that's up and your review is already up as well, you've been playing a lot of uh, Radiant Story Perfect Chronology. Now, I know last week we kind of just said uh, we, we covered a little bit of it, but you had more to talk about this week. So Let's get right into it. You seem to be pretty up on this, uh, despite the fact that maybe the new content isn't so hot. Yeah, so Radiant Historia has always been, um, like, when I think of, like, what are the best Nintendo DS games that are, like, original Nintendo DS games, not, like, ports or anything like that, and also games that are, like, were still only on DS, Historia mm-hmm. was one of the best. It was kind of that, and yes. the world ends with you. And kind of the kind of the silly thing is is this year both of those games are getting like a new version one on 3ds and one on switch but um strange journey as well yeah yeah, that, that, yeah that's weird that it, that you mentioned it like that it's like wow what's old is new again but in like the best kind of way exactly like like if i were to consider like what are my what are my top three ds games like obviously this order changes you know from every day but like i i really like radiant historia i really like the world ends with you and i really like strange journey and now none of those games are going to be ds like only games anymore but um so radiant historia uh it is this is this is not, this is common atlas you know this is not anything new and how what they're doing here they're re-releasing the game um, for 3DS, and it feels like every single Atlas game now is going to get some sort of redo eventually. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they've had like the Devil Survivor games, they have Strange Journey we just meant- mentioned, uh, Personas, like all the Persona games get get second versions, Catherine, like everything. Uh, even like Dragon's Crown, even that's not even like Atlas developed. Not, not, it's not even like kind of like new as well, but it's like it's still a re-release. Yeah. Uh, another platform. So yeah, and <laughs> It's, but so one of the things, so I really enjoy the original Radiant Historia. It's not like, I wouldn't say it's like a really like, like super ambitious game or anything like that, but it's just like a really nicely neat little package of a game that's just kind of interesting and well done. And it's, it's a well-rounded game. It's got a a pretty good battle system, a pretty good storyline, a pretty good set of characters. And it just like 
it didn't really have any like major setbacks. I like the art style. I, I, heck, the fact that it's just like not connected to any other game or franchise and just kind of the standalone little thing is neat. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. And uh, I'm right there with you. It's a fantastic title. I mentioned last week, I was the one who reviewed the original DS version and I fell in love with it pretty much immediately because the character seemed interesting. I love the character portraits, uh, just the, the music, the world that it was trying to create was fascinating. And it had those cool mechanics like Chrono Trigger where a lot of like time traveling uh, mechanics in it. That was really cool and really unique, despite the fact that even if it was inspired by other titles, like the combat system was nuts. Like the way you use grids and you knocked enemies into each other to continue on the combo chains. Um, just a fantastic title in a multitude of ways. Uh, you can kind of call it like underrated at this point, which is kind of shocking to, uh, based on how amazing it is. Uh, but uh, Talk a little bit about the changes that they made, though, with the with the 3DS version too. So one, if I had to take one part about the original game that could have been like, if I had to make one thing better, what would it be? The original game is a little bit, at least in my experience, um, a little bit. Uh, you can kind of make it easy on yourself. There are a couple of characters like uh, Ott and Erica who are. Yeah. Um, so good who oh, are overpowered a little bit yeah, they, they can kind of if you don't obviously this is up on this is on the player but if you want yeah you realize the whole game if you want just by kind of using some overpowered skills of theirs over and over again so I, that kind of like it's effective and it works but it does it does kind of it doesn't allow the battle system to shine as brightly as it could um so one of the things i really appreciated about the new version is it has difficulty levels um, so you can set it to hard mode and on hard mode, it's nothing like super fancy. It's basically just, you know, enemies have higher stats and higher speed and whatnot, yeah. but it, it does make it so you have to be a little bit more cautious. Like for example, Ot, Ot has some really powerful trap abilities, but she is a little bit of a glass cannon in that like she can take a couple of hits and she's dead. Um, and she's also a healer. So if she's your only healer, She's going to have to spend on hard mode. You're going to have to spend more time healing. You can't just spam the strongest, her strong, her, her strongest trap skills all the time and things like that. So um, I think just having that hard mode toggle, like the fact that you can toggle between kind of normal and hard at will. So it's not like you're locked into it or anything. It, it's just kind of nice if, um, for people who were maybe thought the, the original game was maybe a little bit too simple or straightforward. Yeah. Um, but kind of in the other direction as well, if you want to just kind of, if you kind of just want to revisit the game, you've already played it and you really aren't you just kind of want to experience it again. There's also a friendly difficulty. Um, now what this is, this is actually a mode you lock into. Um, I think like persona five kind of had something similar where like the easiest difficulty, if you pick it, you can't, you can't deselect it. Um, and what the friendly difficulty does is you um, – it's obviously easier, but in, what, in, the, in Radiant Historia, you can get a preemptive strike by hitting the enemy on the field before you go into battle. Just like, you know, it's pretty typical, right? Um, yeah. But now in friendly mode, if you hit them on a the field, you, you've already won the battle. You <laughs> get all the experience and money you would normally get. You just got to knock them on the field once and then – you get that money and experience. So it's not like Earthbound or something like that, right? Like it could be any character. It doesn't have to be like one that's underleveled. No, I know some games have similar systems where like if an enemy is sufficiently lower level than you, you can, you can bypass the battle or whatever. But in this, uh, I didn't play with it too much because I was messing with the other difficulty modes, but 
I am pretty sure there's no limit to it other than like boss fights or some like other event battles. Ooh, um, so it's like you can just if you want to just kind of have an easy time flow through the game you're you're you've already played it you just kind of want to see the new content or whatever then that's that's a good option and then if you obviously if you want to just fight the battles anyway you just don't do the preemptive strike um but it's it's nice to have that option though so but personally i i like i played a lot of it on hard i didn't play the whole game on hard because i kind of needed to actually finish the game to get through <laughs> yeah, the review up but like that actually was that kind of mitigated one of the one of the issues few issues I had with the game originally. It just kind of make it so that I so that the game isn't going easy on me, and I actually have to use items. God forbid. Uh, every once in a oh while. no! <laughs> I kind of I kind of like that too because the for get. For games that like are easily broken, like the first Valkyria Chronicles, like I enjoy the first Valkyria Chronicles way more on, on like the EX hard mode now because like scout rushing really doesn't work in that mode. No. So I actually have to start considering. Oh, okay, I have to use all my other units. Think about their sight ranges. Think about okay, can they see me from this distance? Do I have sufficient cover? It actually like lets me focus on situational awareness over like Alicia, go fucking dart to that fucking flag and <laughs> do not give a fuck about <laughs> anything that's in your way. <laughs> that's, I, was, yeah. I actually was playing kind of Valkyria Chronicles on PC. I've mentioned on this a few times in the last couple of podcasts. And yeah, I, I did that a couple of times, just run Alicia yep. to the flag and, I, I I actually kind of forgot how broken Alicia specifically is oh. because she can like heal herself. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh it's and, it's uh, it's worse than Valkyria Chronicles three because they've got like those class potentials you can unlock it so that it like what happens it doubles a person's AP so that when it drains it restores again. That happens sometimes, and so you can straight up get like from one area of a map to the other through like three different sections in Valkyria Chronicles three and just completely bypass an entire stage within like the first couple minutes <laughs> that's oh my gosh that that can be pretty bad i totally know that, um mean. on the radiant historia thing they have a new art style for the characters right yeah yeah so and- the art style is new and this is something i really don't think is a good idea you can get the original art style if you want because the original art style was unique it was great so- i loved it right but the thing is is um the original art style if you want to get that back you have to pay for it. And that's, oh, that's, man. How, how much are we talking? That's not cool. That's weird. That's not cool. $2.50. So it's like, like I, I, ideally, it should just be included in the game. If it can't be included in the game, it should at least be a free DLC. It, it, was, it was bizarre, too, because I remember when they announced in Japan that was like, though that, and that art, the original art style was like locked in like its special edition at release. That's there. right. I forgot about that. And uh. one other change that was made. So the art style, art style, um, for the most part, like it's certainly different and it's different enough that I can, it's easily, you can easily understand why one person might prefer the old art style over the sec or the, over the new one, because the art styles are pretty distinct. I do like the new art style still. It's not like too, I don't know how, if this makes sense. It's not like too anime, if you know what I mean. It's more anime, but it's not too much. So, um, there are a couple of, characters in the new art style that um that didn't really translate very well specifically viola (laughs) like i loved how viola looked her portrait in the original game yeah in the new game she looks like too boyish like and it's 
you know, it's hard for me to describe in words, but it's just, yeah. it's just disappointing. So, so um, some of them, like, I feel like entirely, almost look like entirely new characters, like Erica, for example. She was, you know, she kind of was, looked kind of tomboyish, had uh, very short hair. But it was like, it was a very endearing kind of a uh, uh, look in the original. And now they kind of went uh, a more like a uh, princess, kind of look with like a long, uh, kind of almost like drill hair, almost kind of, kind of deal, if I remember correctly. Uh, not really drill hair, but Erica is the only character who's like been fully okay. like redesigned, and like even her, like all the other sprites in the game are are um, the same. Like the sprites are are essentially identical to what they were before, but Erica's is even like her redesign. Like she even has a new sprite with longer hair, and it's like oh, I don't like know that. why they did that. I mean, she's the same character, and she says the same things, and she's even wearing the same clothes otherwise. So it's like it's like not a big deal. Like I probably prefer her old look just because it's it's uh it's a little bit less common. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I imagine but, it's by me. The original artist wasn't happy with the way the design ended up looking. I don't know that, or it's just that, or we're going the other direction of like that's because it's so uncommon that like it maybe they'll appeal to like you know more modern kind of fans who prefer drill that type hairs. Of, yeah, they love the drills. Hey, yeah. He doesn't have drills; it's just longer, it's, just yeah. longer hair. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, but well, it is. It's it's especially weird, like on the North American box art for the game. I don't know if it's the same as Japanese box art of the original game. I mean, like you have Erica's face is like the front and center, right, like, covering most of the old box art, and now it's like that's that's no longer the case. Like she looks that, totally that, that was cool too. That's what kind of what made me pick it up at first. Is like, wow, this looks really really interesting. You know, yeah, I don't know anything much about this game, but it. Had, it had a very distinct look at the box art. Yeah, know, she like, definitely I'm, looks I'm like a princess now, doesn't she? Yeah, I just looked at it now. I forgot about yeah, what the changes look like. So that, boy. that reminds me. I don't know if you know if you know uh, Adam, but since they have the original uh, art style, like you know, I've selectable like you know uh, through uh, Money Gate. I know there's some some new characters like in the new route in this game. Is, is there any way to? Is there like an original art style version of those characters? Okay, two things. First of all, the I, I wasn't able to select the original art style because that DLC is not available yet. Okay. The, game's, the game's out next week. Um, so, like, for I don't I don't know if you change back to the original art style. Does Erica's like sprite go back to the original sprite too? I don't know. Um, I, I assume so, but I'm not sure. Um, I think there's one new character, and I'll get to that in a second. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, her art style does not go back. So. Uh, like she doesn't have like an old style sprite. I no. think I might be wrong, um, or not, not sprite. She has a sprite, and that's you know whatever. But her old style artwork, I don't know if she has one or not. Um, this new character. But anyways, um, just a couple of other things before I talk on the new content. Uh, there are a couple of just user interface things that have been added to the game that are just kind of nice little small little things to have. Like for example. In this game, you're jumping between time a lot, and you're basically bouncing between two different timelines. And in different timelines, at different parts of the game, you'll have different characters on your team. And in the original version of the game, you could only like, like do like your equipment status and things like that, buying equipment or whatever, setting up your characters as long as they're in your party. So, like for example, there might be a part in the game where Rosh, kind of this knight spear wielding dude, isn't in your party, but you'll find a spear at a shop, and you're like, is this significantly better than what they have already or not um and you don't know but now in the new version of the game you can kind of you can still manage your characters even if they're out of the party so that's just like a a small little nice thing to have um let me pull up my list here real quick of other additions they made one second 
I'm, I'm kind of I've I've always been fascinated with Radiant Historia because it it's one of the few games that actually handles like time travel responsibly. Because around like I remember when I I played Final Fantasy thirteen two uh after years after that i was like man i wish this did time travel as well as radiant historia did because yeah, there's actually like dead ends right like you can actually yeah, like, exactly. destroy the space-time continuum in a, in a way there, and there, there's, uh, there's, there's like weird bad ends in that game yeah some really dark ones too if i remember yeah. correctly so mostly yeah, so with it, the world's I, destruction i really like i really like it just it just it deals so heavily on like okay there are actually like real consequences to like if you do this thing in this timeline that may affect other timelines yeah and it's not game over you can quickly pick it back up and go back to like a previous point or some a specific point in in the past so it's it's pretty fast paced in that regard too yeah it's snappy it's tight it 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 handles consistency and, and logic and very very well all around yeah and so with the time travel aspect of it, it does make it so this game is just it's not only like in a like in a logic sense does it make sense, but it, it's it makes it it's just it's very friendly to the player. Like if you hit one of those like false endings, you you can literally get back to that point right away. It's not it's you you didn't waste any time mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I just uh, getting back to what I was talking about earlier. Just a couple of uh, tweaks. It's easier to see in battle what the enemy's like current like buffs and status effects they have on them are. Um, in the original game is a little bit harder to see that. In the original game, like when you so one of the one of the elements to these to this game is the uh, is the turn order in battle. And being a time travel game, what you can do is you can basically change the turn order on yourself. So you, you can basically it's it's almost like bravely default kinda, but you can basically like trade your turns for enemy turns to link more your more of your turns in a row. In the original game, it was a little bit more tricky to see like which enemy's turn was which because they're all labeled the same. In this game, they're not. You can clearly see which enemy is which. And it's just a couple of small things like that just make it an easier game to play in that sense. And also just the, the slightly larger screen, um, a little bit better UI. Just, it's, it's just a little bit easier to play. And I did go back and play, check out the DS game to try to compare them. And, you know, it's, it's just a nicer game to look at even. Um, not even talking about art style, just, you know, just usability aspects of it. It's a very pretty game, for sure. Yeah, so the actual changes, like, in terms of new additions. So the main new addition to the game, it revolves around a new character named Nemesia. And basically, in the original game I mentioned, you bounce between two timelines. Um, it's kind of your standard history and your alternate history, and you kind of have to solve both to, to basically solve the game's conflict and progress to the end. But Nemesia's new addition is that she is basically another time traveler, like Stock, the main character, and she basically sends Stock on to what they call possible histories. They're like what-if scenarios. So they're they're not a timeline. It's not like... um, the, it's not like there's like a third intersecting timeline like the first two. It's just kind of like these individual little scenarios that that she sends stock to where it's familiar yet different. Like, for example, the first one she sends stock to, Rosh, stock's best friend, is now a general. It's kind of like, Whoa. what if? Weird. Yeah, it's it's like, what if he was uh, more successful in the army and basically it was promoted um, at this point in time to a point that he's never promoted in the original game. And then like oh the, that little scenarios uh, thing is that he is uh, um, basically going to be assassinated and you have to prevent the assassination and then you stop him. Oh, okay. All right. So obviously it's like straight up like setup. Is that like 
all the new content really is is just like these scenarios that like if they alternate history stuff. Yeah. So oh, okay. The the goal is like the actual story goal is that there are artifacts that Nemesia is trying to get. There are like more than 25 of these things. And each of these alternate histories has one of them. And you basically need to find it and bring it back to her. And so the alternate history scenarios, I'll call them, what they, they basically amount to quests. And so you basically will pick one from a list, literally a list. And you go there and basically these alternate history or I should say possible history scenarios work in one of two ways. One, it's a boss fight. It's like an extra fight. Like that, that assassination attempt I mentioned earlier, it's basically just that fight. And once you beat it, you get the artifact, and then you, you completed that possible history. And that's it. Um, you, don't even, you don't even get a chance to like move your character around. It's just like a couple. It's like a scene, oh, and okay. a boss fight, and then you're, and then you're back uh, with Nemesia. So it's... It feels, does it feel like standalone then, in a sense? Yeah, um, the other type of, I'll get to that in a second, the other type of um, basically possible history scenario is that it's not a boss fight at all, but it's like a small little puzzle, and what you have to do is you talk to a character, um, like for example, you'll talk to Viola, one of the characters in the game, and um, how this game's time travel works is that something that you do in one history affects the other and it kind of plays on that where viola is like i i, I don't remember the exact context so i'm going to make this up a little bit but she's like feeling down and she, you need to cheer her up and so what you do is you it, the game gives you a pretty clear like obvious hint where stock likes to talk to himself a lot you remember that yep. and what what he'll say is like i need to find something to to make viola you know more confident in herself again what if i talk to her in the original timeline. So you literally leave this possible history, go back to a point in the original timeline, talk to her. They normally give you an item. Like I think in this case, she gave you, she gives you like a memo or something. Mm -hmm. And then you go, and then you go back and then you talk to her and she, she's now cheered up and then you get the artifact and then that's that. So basically the two forms of, of possible history scenarios is a boss fight or this really simple puzzle where you get an obvious hint to someone to talk to in the original timeline, five seconds later, you're back and you talk to them, get the item, and then you're, that's it. And uh, that just seems sloppy from, from a, a face value. It, it seems sloppy. And the thing is about this, it is kind of sloppy, but the thing is about it is that since these are like, what if scenarios and totally separated from each other, they're just nothing about them that are like that interesting it's like oh okay what if rosh was a general i, I guess i mean know? if it's like, not yeah if it's not like cohesive for the rest of the story like if it's just like it's like a, a beginning middle end it's like like snack bite pieces of what could potentially be a much bigger adventure it's like this weird tease of what potentially could happen so yeah i, I totally get that like because like those scenarios could just could have well and just like appeared in the original game the way that you know like you go <laughs> along this path you'll find out okay he became a general if it's just like a little small quest and stuff like that, it just doesn't seem that satisfying. Yeah, it's so, like it's like a radiant historia Gaiden. Yeah, that was a little bit. Hold on. So I, loved, I mean, I'm it, glad it does, it's on 3ds, but still, you know. Yeah. So there, first of all, there are two ways you can access this new content. One is called perfect mode, and one is called append mode. Now, I I didn't play append mode, but what I think it is is that it, you have to play it in a new game plus which seems weird to me. Like I thought it was just like literally appended like to the end of the game, but it, I, I guess it's not like you have to actually like play through the game a second time to access it. So basically what it allows you to do is play the game as is the first time. 
So I didn't do that mode, but I played it on perfect mode. And how it works is relatively early in the game, you meet Nemesia, and you she basically will start off with like having one of these scenarios available. And then as you progress through the game, you'll actually get a little notification saying like, oh, Nemesia's got another scenario for me or another history for me. And then you just kind of go back there periodically and you do another one of these either boss fights or little like quest things. And it takes, you know, like less than five minutes each. And like, there's more than 25 of these and that's, that's it. And um, they, Adam, the way you described that, uh, would you say it's kind of similar to the uh, doors from the third? Uh, I guess it's kind of like that, only much, much shorter. And since these are all like what if scenarios, it like it feels like none of it matters. So, uh, so not, not like the, the, like this, like this is an alternate version of Rainy or whatever. Wait, you say like, the, you say the third? You mean Charles and Sky the third? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about. I should have yeah. uh, made that no clear. Sorry. It's cool. No, I will, they ever, I will say on a gameplay level, like the boss fights are usually like recycled from the original game, maybe slightly altered. Like you have to use a certain party, or or there might like the boss might be a, their stats are a little different or whatever. So there's a sometimes there's a slight interest there, like oh, it's the same boss fight, but now it's a little bit different. You have to use these characters, but still, it wasn't like there's nothing that super interesting about them. Now it does ultimately lead to something eventually, like in like the 26th, seventh and eighth scenarios you go to. And without going into spoilers, cause this, this basically affects the ending of the game. Um, you learn more about, I guess I probably should have started with this. So <laughs> one of the major conflicts in radiant Historia is that the world that they're on is turning into sand. And there's wars going on between the two nations or more than two nations. There's two main nations that are basically fighting for what arable land is left because the world is turning into sand. So there's kind of like these two levels of conflict. There's the immediate war. And then there's the whole reason why the war exists in the first place. This whole, they call it desertification. Now in the original Radiant Historia, it does not really give too much background into the desertification. It's just this thing that's happening and you need to fix it. Yeah. Meant to be um, that way, designed that way, to be magnanimous, right. well, obvious, and oblivious. Everyone's oblivious to the reasons behind it. Yeah. So this game, this is not really unexpected. They give more details to this is why the desertification is happening, and if you want to solve it completely, this is what we need to do. And this Nemesia storyline does eventually get to that point. It kind of feels like everything leading up to that point didn't even lead up to that point. You just kind of have to get them out of the way to get to that point. Um, and so it does. There's there is a new little bit at the end of the game that you can go to after this, but it it's not like terrible. But I was actually talking to Josh about this briefly. It does reveal a couple of things that are just a little bit weird, and like this doesn't really add anything to the game. It's it's not like especially interesting or was necessary to be described or detailed in the first place. It, it doesn't like ruin it it's just kind of like like okay i guess um kind of like i get that's kind of true with a lot of atlas like additional things when they're in their re-releases this is just they're there but they didn't really need to be there but it does change the ending wow do they ever establish um how like nemisia gives you these notifications does she like just sneak into like a little time portal like hey stock there's <laughs> there's more shit you need to do 
Okay, in the original game, you go to a place called Historia, which is basically um, it's kind of like it's a, a it's purgatory a time, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a timeless place. Yeah. Like, it's, like it's the, the end of time, basically from Chrono Trigger. I, I, I think of it. I think of it like the like the you know in Yu Gi Oh the Millennium Puzzle inside the Millennium Puzzle. All the just, why can't we just go with the Chrono Trigger analogy? Why are you bringing Yu Gi Oh no. into this? Because people don't know that. Oh, people okay. aren't that old. Sorry, anyways, our fan um, base is more Yu Gi Oh fans. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, you go to that Historia place, and that's where Tio and Lippy are. And normally, in the original game, you just basically go there to access what like timeline point you want to go to. But now there's just like now when you're there, there's a there's a new menu you can go see Nemesia. So that's kind of just incorporated with that. Um, so so yeah, that's um, yeah. that's basically the new content. It's you, it's it's not awful. It's like, it, like in terms of a story content, it doesn't it doesn't like ruin everything else, and it's just kind of you can almost think of it as just like non canon, like what if, yeah, or whatever. It just seems like um, it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's it's sensible enough. It's not like nonsense, so it's just like whatever. That's, that's, would that's, you want to see? Would you want to see like a new Radiant Historia, but like on like uh, say Nemesia's adventures and whatnot? See, like, uh, her um. She doesn't die or anything, but her basically her her conflict is wrapped up. Oh, so man, this, not, you know it doesn't this... like it doesn't lead into it doesn't lead into like a possible like it doesn't like dangle any sort of yeah. Because uh, I'm trying try to think sequel. of like I'm trying to think yeah. of, like anything that like you can make out of Radiant Story at this point now because you can't really have a sequel the way like kind of it kind of ends conclusively unless they kind of make some shit up. It'd be kind of bad. But it doesn't. It I doesn't. Kinda, really I, I want to see more. I kind of want to. Yeah. I, I, mean, I want them to see like, a new time travel game that's good again. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, this just kind of sounds like a little bit like Persona for Golden with Marie. You know, it's like it's, she's another, oh, she's yeah. a new character, and there's some additional stuff here, but it's mostly the same game. I mean, to be fair, Golden, there was definitely like a, several new scenes and stuff like that. In this game, it's like ninety. It sounds like ninety percent of it is still, or even more, is largely identical to the original. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, you can just pop the in the DS cartridge onto your 3DS and play it that way anyway. But you know, I, I mean, I'm all for this being. Uh, an opportunity. I don't even know if there's a digital version of Radiant Historia, so maybe just having this is great for like uh, uh, historical sense uh, that you can still be able to keep that. Uh, you can play it and enjoy it because it's definitely still one of the best games ever, in my opinion. Uh, there's so. a couple more things I want to say. Sure, but you are right that it is about you know mostly the same. Uh, I, I there's a couple of things I didn't touch on. There's, for example, in the gameplay. I, this is actually pretty important. Um, your reserve party members can now do like these kind of semi-random support abilities from the back row. Like for example, if you have Erica, like she's not in your party, but she's in your like group. That, that's that's important because this game sometimes characters go in and out of your party. Yeah. But if she's not Story if she's not in your active battle party, but she's with your characters, but she she can actually like jump in and do you know a, a small buff or a or an attack kind of randomly and. Doing Nemesia's little uh, scenarios, while they are kind of like almost just like a checklist, you do get stuff for doing them. Sometimes it's money, but sometimes it's more of these support abilities um, that are that are brand new to the game. And so that's you know it's kind of cool um, to like oh now I got this new attack for this new support attack for Erica that she can use uh, when she's in my party but not in my battle party. 
There's also a a new little like bonus dungeon called the Vault of Time that you also access through Historia. It's not really much besides just kind of like a, a a battleground, but when you're fighting there, you can basically get a special currency to buy more equipment, like new equipment to the game and new uh, support abilities and things like that. Um, you know, it's just like it's not necessary, but it's there. It's it's okay. Um, it is some of those battles some of those fights are more challenging than what they are in the original game so it's kind of fun in that regard um lastly the game is voiced in english i was about to just yeah. ask that yeah, yeah. Totally and the voice acting is generally pretty good it's about on the level of a lot of atlas's 3ds releases you know maybe not like excellent all around but generally pretty good um inevitably there are some characters that don't sound exactly like i imagined in my head playing yeah, it, that's you know, the worst part yeah like the for I'll, I'll say the voices I like the most are Stock, Erica, and Ott. Oh, that works. There okay. we go. That's all we need. Yeah, yeah so, Stock, those are pretty I was important. more about Stock. Yeah, yeah, Stock. I'm pretty sure his voice is uh, Xander Mobus. Who? Uh, oh, does, awesome. He did. Uh, he did a uh, Dagda in um, Shin Megami Tensei Apocalypse, and he oh. also is, he does the Persona Five main character. Although he doesn't. Oh, okay. Talk. All right. Uh, uh, I'm back on board then. Because yeah, that was yeah. the worst thing. Because the text, uh, the way the script was written, was very. Uh, Interesting is fascinating in like in your head. That's the worst part. Like you have the characters that get voiced. It's like when you play Dissidia and you hear the way their voices sound like. You're like, I didn't really <laughs> think of it like that. Okay, like BB's voice. Like, oh, okay, I guess. I think yeah, that's just kind of inevitable. I think. Yeah, so, so some of the more disappointing voices are like Viola. Like not only is her new artwork disappointing, but she's she sounds like she's trying way too hard to sound deep all the time. And you know, it's just like <laughs> oh, that's uh, a disappointment. <laughs> Viola is one of the coolest characters in the game. That's awesome. yeah. So. Can you turn um, voices off? You can turn them off, yeah, okay, just, okay. which is pretty standard. But there are a couple of scenes in that game where I do think they really, the voices enhance them and they, they nail it. One scene in particular, there's a scene, uh, minor spoilers, like this is maybe halfway through the game, where Rosh, he has a fake left arm. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's basically engineered by like the game's super technology. They call it a gauntlet. And... If he didn't have that, he's basically worthless in battle, and it breaks on him. And so there's Ooh. there's there's a part in the game you remember this. Yeah, this I is do. not new. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing there's along, a, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a part in the game where he's kind of feeling a little bit down on himself because he's like, I'm useless now. What can I do? Yeah. This is pointless. And there's a basically he kind of stews on it for a while, and then basically stock eventually kind of goes up to him, like, you know, he he wants to light a fire under him again, and he's basically like confronting him and so it's 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 a pretty tense talk um that that the two have and it gets it gets pretty heated and it like like i think the the the, the acting in scenes like that is really well done where it sounds like like rosh actually gets like really pissed <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> yeah, there does. are a couple of scenes like that and there are a couple of more emotional scenes later in the game when they learn more about like the the desert the desertification that i do think are pretty well done um, there's just a couple of voices, viola, also keel, um, that are just like, eh, that's not exactly how I wanted them to sound, but you know, oh well, I think that was inevitable. Yeah. Is the music remastered or is it the original it rearranged? Uh, I think it's the same. There are a oh. couple of new tracks, mostly revolving around the Nemesia content, as expected. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. It's still great soundtrack. I don't want them to mess with that because that soundtrack is already perfect the way it is. So yeah, I mean, we've got the, of course, your review for Radiant Story of Perfect Chronology is up on the site, uh, so anyone out there interested, uh, be sure to check that out, but, you know, whole 
definitely recommended on the whole. The, the biggest thing about this is it's finally getting a release in Europe, which I don't think. Yeah, I did. didn't realize that at the time. That's like yeah. a, that's like a thing with Atlas, though. Of, around that era, it was just like they did not put out much in Europe, which it's was tough. a damn shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, highly recommend it. At least I can't. I don't know about the Nemesia content because I personally haven't played it. But what uh, Adam, you've been talking about it. It's like it's serviceable. There's some good stuff about it, but it's not gonna you know completely change a person's mind if they didn't like the. Original if you've already played the original and you're like you're you're satisfied and like should i play the new version for the new content no you should not play the new version <laughs> for the new content you should maybe play it for things like um uh, i don't know again. if you want to play it with voices or if you like the, the the idea of playing it on an easier or harder difficulties things like that but the new content is really probably not worth it in itself. Yeah. You want to play because you just want to play a good fucking game. You've got the you've got the new 3DS too, so it's not like there's any benefits from that either. So it's, uh, I guess it's, it's worth mentioning that the game doesn't support 3D. Like I don't even care about that. But I saw oh. some people. I saw some. Like I didn't even think to even check because I don't. I don't play any 3DS game in 3D. Yeah. yeah. But like, I saw. I saw a couple of other reviewers saying like this is really bumming me out. Like oh really? Oh, Why? Okay. No, there's like <laughs> nothing about the game really that <laughs> requires. Unless you want to do like the sprites, like straight up like you know Project Octopath or something like that, where the sprites come forward in the background and pushes back. But I don't know. There's not much about that game that like emphasizes the 3D aspect. So that's. Kind of bizarre. Honestly, I honestly like. I realize how ridiculous this sounds, but I always forget that the 3DS is even 3D. <laughs> oh, like yeah. I honestly just buy the 2DS, <laughs> buy the new 2DS XL if you're going to buy a new hardware like that. That's just ridiculous. Kyle, Kyle just looks at the 3DS logo really hard. He's like, "Yeah, what is the gimmick with this system?" Yeah, exactly. It's. I like have like a big org chart of trying to make sense of it all. Well, so. <laughs> So Kyle, since you're talking, yeah, let's let's get to actually what you've been playing now. Uh, obviously, you were here last week after a little bit of a break uh, talking about mm-hmm. Shadow of the Classes. Your gigantic, huge, massive guide uh, was put up on the site uh, going through other uh, the Colossi. So you keep used, up the climate. I assume you're just going to say how much you enjoyed the game. That's my assumption. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't really played anything else because I've been kind of busy lately. But sure. I, I did get kind of addicted to um, when I was writing. So when I was writing that walkthrough, I uh, uh, I took screenshots for like almost everything because like the thing about the thing that's difficult about writing uh, content like that for Shadow of the Colossus specifically is like it's all everything in the game is based on like visual cues and yes. like it's it's unique to each fight so like okay to antagonize you have to antagonize this Colossus and you have to do that by like shaking your ass in front of it and then it'll get really mad and start doing a <laughs> dance itself arrow. and then when it starts booty dancing you have to run up and grab onto its ass hair and start climbing up it like oh. it's always like something ridiculous like that but anyways like I, I what happened was when I was uh I played through it four times now um gosh and, and, well you can you go through it like crazy when you yeah, know exactly what to do. it's but um, the main reason I, I'm kind of addicted to it right now is because uh, I, when I was writing that, I wanted screenshots for everything, and some of them I didn't take because um, I just kind of like caught up in the moment playing the game, which happens a lot. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went to like the this didn't happen. I never played the PS3 release of the game, so this I think this was a feature that was added to that version. But the like, if you go up to the statue where the Colossus that represented each Colossus, you can like pray and then fight them again. Yes. So I've been really addicted. To... That was in the original. Yeah. Was in the original one? Yeah. The, the, the time attack mode's been around. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, yeah. I, th- I, I thought it was. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, I've been addicted to the time attack mode and 
like some of the some of them they have like a set goal for each one so you're like you want to beat this colossus in under two minutes and you want to beat this one in under um eight it all depends on the colossus and how long it takes to get on top of one but like uh, the one that has been the hardest on to beat their record is um the very last colossus because it takes so long to even get get to the weak point on the very top it's like such a journey oh. um it takes forever because like you got to go underground and then you got to climb up and go around. i guess i'm spoiling it sorry i didn't even think about that no. um but anyways it's a long journey to get to them <laughs> and i've been that's all that's all i've really been playing because uh yeah i can't move on from it it's one of those games i'm having trouble moving on i recently i i loaded up breath of the wild and um funny thing is right before i started playing this Shadow of the Colossus, I was playing Breath of the Wild, and well, I don't know if anyone yeah. else has had this problem with Breath of the Wild, but I feel like the controls take a little bit to get used to. Yeah, I'm 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 bummed that like Link doesn't have a grip meter and I can't like shoot bugs to like extend his stamina. It's no, yeah, not like that. He does have a grip meter. He does, technically he does, yeah. He does have a grip meter. Yeah, you're right. You have to yeah, you have to obviously pray at the shrine to get the No, but with with Breath of the Wild specifically, like I know when I like I played it kinda like all at once so like once you yeah. kind of get used to it you're used to it but then yeah. like you put it down for a couple months and like oh now there's no more dlc stuff let me get back to it oh my god how i play this game that's yeah, weird because like totally i, I totally have it. that problem that's weird I, like that and like witcher for some reason i picked up on the controls pretty quickly i don't know if it's just the way i play it but like it's well I'll, i also um i played like a little bit of breath of the wild and then i played like some horizon like oh, the, yeah yeah you realize what the stamina like, meters uh, yeah i just like got this reset my brain Makes yeah sense. so i would but when i was playing i went back to breath of the wild like just yesterday and i kept trying to use shadow of the colossus controls um because <laughs> they're, they're like to... okay. they're complete opposite too like the buttons are in almost the exact opposite spots and but uh i can't remember what i was gonna say but uh yeah shadow of the colossus is very good as i've said already and re- i've re- been go ahead I've, I've been really enjoying just like uh people uh putting their photo mode uh, things up on uh, Twitter and like kind of seeing like people's different approaches to like, you know, what, what's like share worthy, like, you know, what, what the kind of mm-hmm. like, position, what kind of lighting did you uh, I decide think, to choose? It, it's, I, it's, it's freaking a, awesome. It's a gorgeous I game. Think, I think that game might have the best photo mode of any game I've played. Um, I feel like it does. Oh, some of it is also just cause like there's so much spectacle in that game mm-hmm. that it's so easy to make a cool screenshot. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, the ones that I remember the the best one I saw, uh, someone, it was actually some something Sony released, but um, they, it was the uh, I think it's the fifth yeah it's the fifth Colossus. It's the bird that flies around in the arena, and you have to like stab it on its tail. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I remember someone got a like a like a perfect. Uh, that's you know not the only spot you stab it, so I didn't spoil <laughs> the whole thing. Someone got like a like a perfect screenshot of them like on the very tip of the tail and wow. like what they they Holy used they used, they used a dip a depth of field effect so you could see like the whole Colossus's body and it looked oh amazing. My, oh my um, god! I've never gotten yeah. that far back. Jesus, I just fall off. That's about that point. Impressive. Yeah, the uh, it's a it's a yeah. I, I'm having. I thought like after writing that guy, I'd be like, I never want to play this game ever fucking again. And then, uh, and then, never mind. I'm already playing it again right now. How, how many of those like mysterious gold coins do you have? I have like four of them. I haven't even looked up because people figured out what what it does. Don't say I it, please. It oh my god! Don't no, say no, no, no. I, okay. I wasn't going I'm really to. I'm excited I said, to find out myself. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's probably something minuscule. I, 
Um, I think I saw there's like, like 70. Don't say what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it does, but I saw there's like 70. And you got <laughs> okay. yeah. There's lots of them. <laughs> I didn't. The uh, there's there's a lot of little things that people are discovering that I noticed. Uh, I think I mentioned this last week, but like at one point, I I found a a barrel in a cave that looked exactly like the barrels you pick up in in Last Guardian. Yeah, you did you, mention that. It's bizarre. Which, which I'm very fairly certain that was not in the original game. Um, Probably not. Uh, the more I thought about it since our discussion last week, the more I'm like, I I don't think that was actually. I don't remember seeing that at all. I mean, I thought that it, it looked like it looked like it fit the world, but maybe it's because I played Last Guardian so recently that that was the case. No, it it was. I I would have to play the the game the original version, but you just I went into a cave and at the very back of it there was a like a teal uh, uh, barrel with like butterflies flying around it. And I'm yeah. like, wow, that looks exactly like the last <laughs> Guardian one. Was that always there? I just sound, um, I mean, they did say the developers Blue Point said that uh, they had put a bunch of Easter eggs in the game, so that must that could have just easily been one of those. So yeah, yeah, they and like I've, I said last week, everyone, regardless um, if you've played it or not, especially if you haven't played it, you should definitely pick this up. Um, and yeah, I, you know what I want next is I want. Uh, I really love The Last Guardian, but it runs like shit, so I want Blue Points to remaster The <laughs> Last Guardian so it runs better. Oh my gosh. That's actually it's somehow it'll look better too. Oh, yeah. I mean I'm I'm not I'm not too down. I mean I personally I still had a great time with Last Guardian and those issues that oh, came up too. was like wasn't that big a deal to me, so I don't know. Uh I'm not I'm not directly opposed to like a remaster of that game, but that's too soon. I was mostly kidding. I was mostly kidding. No, but mostly I totally agree kidding. with you that it does back if you had a better, like a sixty frames per second, like Last Guardian. Be, oh, so oh, that'd be great. But uh, where do you? Where does Blue Point go from here? Like, we're, like realistically? It, no, wait. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry. Uh, there was uh, Blue Point. I know that there was the uh, the other team that does remasters. Like, there's a rumor going around that uh, Metagross Solid One through Four, or the Metagross Solid HD Collection, is getting a PS4 version because that's apparently a thing. Um, but yeah. I think that was uh, I forget who the team is, but it's like uh, the other team that does a lot of those remasters uh, for developers for Bluepoint. Um, yeah, actually, because like <laughs> they've, they've, uh, but... they've been mostly focused on like. Uh, PS2 first part, Sony first party stuff like the God I'd of War. Spyro sounds like it's a likely one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I don't know where they go because like if kind of they kind of feel like, like Jack they could be a, they Flash could be one of those studios that Sony, are they doing medieval? Like, um, I don't think they're doing medieval. I think that's a different studio. Okay. Blue Point was so busy with this game that Blue, I don't think they're doing. Blue, Blue Point feels like one of those studios that Sony might pull into their family at some point. They work with them so much now, and they're actually really talented. Just because, because like you know, one thing it's not not to like undercut what they did, but like it's one thing just to like remaster something, but to like totally remake a game like this is that like they have the chops to make their own game for now, sure. If they want. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that would be perfect because Sony has obviously got a huge catalog, a back catalog of stuff that they could be working on. Uh, but then I, you know, Blue Point. I want Blue Point to do Prince of Dragon Saga, but that's like that's never going to happen. That's the that's this the is the perfect point. point, the the perfect time to reintroduce PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Hell right yeah! <laughs> you make a joke. I know a lot of people that actually want a sequel to that damn game. Like there's people like begging for that to happen, and they're always oh, calling out like, you, "You're working on that right now?" It's like Jesus Christ. There, there, there are a few gates. Like that game is so bad. <laughs> it's, it's not, I wouldn't call it bad. It's just it's incredibly average. That's it. That's it was it was like. If you took 
a really good like Coke and then Coke is Smash Brothers and then you shook it up a whole bunch and you left it in the sun for like a week. That was PlayStation All Stars. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so I'll much potential. It. It's so much potential. And like the characters I, they pulled out was amazing, but it didn't it uh, didn't deliver, especially with the you stages. Know what, you know what I wanted so bad for that game? Because like they were like just throwing anyone in there. They're like, here's new Dante. Because like they didn't I, he, 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 they it's were like, like, here's new Dante, and here's Raiden. Like, here's cats. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like, it, it didn't have an identity, right? Because when you think of, like, PlayStation, like, the face of PlayStation, you don't really mm-hmm. think of, like, oh, here's the bi- face of PlayStation, Big Daddy. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> of the Big oh, Daddy no. was in that. Here's, a, here's this Killzone 2 character. You remember yeah. him? It's like, yeah, and, no. uh, did they have the Starhawk guy? I think they have the Starhawk. I think guy they may well. have had it. I mean, they had Prappa as well in there. I remember that. Oh, and Sonic. And they, I always, oh, Sonic. I really wanted them to add. I'm not kidding. I really wanted them to add Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. But oh, they that would have been so freaking violent, though. <laughs> just like yeah, stabbing I, motions all day. Yeah, but no, he would pulls just, out like a nurse and just okay. Has it, has his way so, with so a PlayStation All Stars reboot a soft reboot. It'll ignore. It'll it'll ignore <laughs> yeah. canon. It'll be a soft reboot, but it's a more violent version. It's just Mortal Kombat, but PlayStation All Stars. I know we've gone way off topic now, but I remember didn't that PlayStation All Star game have like from <laughs> it had like from Infamous like normal Cole and then like. Dark oh pole. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were really they stretching. The, the roster is just so random. That's why that game is hilarious. Like, like Nate, it, it's fucking Nathan Drake and like the 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 Ninja Theory. What do people call him? Dino, I think, because that's what the people call him. Uh, Dante is what his actual name. Dante, is. But, uh, yeah, Dante. Um, and like, <laughs> it was just such random because like, what was the other? There was like a cat that was like, I guess, a PlayStation Japan like thing that was oh, really the, back in the day. Oh, yeah, the one that like the the little chibi but like big heads. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, that was wasn't Totoro or to- something like that. I don't remember. I know, I know you're talking PlayStation about PlayStation Japan's but, uh, oh, mascot right. that I forget the name. Yeah. yeah. They were just like they just threw anything out there because like I, I think Nintendo was the only one that can actually make like Smash Brothers like thing and it thematically all work. Can you imagine if Microsoft tried to do that? Oh, here's Master Chief and uh, the a car here's from a Forza. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Okay, now I'm in. I mean, fucking a, right? I mean, there's not. I mean, they, and a Fable character or something like that. Like there's, it's like when you look at those commercials where it's like you know the Gears of War character and the other Fable character. Like when they were doing those commercials back then about like what the Mount Rushmore of Xbox characters were. There was like, oh yeah, it was like if you. Barely oh, got they, them all in there. I'll bring I'll bring this full circle, and like they could totally have. In PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale Two, they could have Wander. Oh, I'd like, fucking I, buy that. I, that's all I need. I'd buy it. He'll, he'll climb. You could just picture him climbing Parappa oh, the Rapper and stabbing him in the head. It's like, like Dragon's Dogma kind of shit. <laughs> just climbing small things and stabbing people in the head. Oh, yeah, he'll just he'll just have fucking uh, aggro assist, and his final smash will be summoning a Colossus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ridiculous. No, he'll summon you just to feel really bad because you have like killed the. I don't know. Like, you know, when you kill a Colossus. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so at the end of that final smash, it'll just, like, sprinkle the whole freaking screen of everyone's screen. It's just, like, the black goo thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Anyways, I, I didn't mean to take us too off topic. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus is a pretty good game, so. Yeah, yeah obviously, uh, like I said, we've got that guide up on the site, uh, along with uh, uh, the review, of course. Uh, so people be sure to check that out and find out more. Seems like uh, it's just an amazing job by blue point so oh, yeah. we're still excited about what they might be working on next 
let's get into something that you've been playing, Josh. Let's shift topics uh-huh. a little bit here. So, yeah. uh, you of course been covering the City of Final Fantasy NT for the site. Uh, we've got some guides as well. Uh, that's kind of been our thing now, just doing guides for every game we cover, or if we can mm-hmm. find anything. But in any case, uh, you put up the review for that. You didn't seem too hot on it. Though. Yeah, so NT is a weird thing. So, you know, uh, just for people who don't know what uh, N- uh, the city of Final Fantasy NT is, it's uh, it's more of a fighting game now. It's three. It's uh, revol- revolves around three versus three arena combat, similar to like how Gundam versus how it does 2v2. Um, so anyone who really came to the city, like for the min maxing RPG stats, that's all gone from it. So it, it's kind of a bummer for that crowd because I definitely have friends that really like the city for that grind. Um, and all, all the like weapons and armor and all that stuff that would modify your stats. That's kind of all cosmetics now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's still nice to see you can, uh, either buy them from the shop with like, uh, the gill, you can uh, go through like the, the treasure and like you have these treasure currencies. It's kind of like loot boxes, but you can't buy them at all with real money. Uh, so think of like the Overwatch uh, loot box crates, but without the real money aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all neat and everything because there's some uh, like cool cool outfits like Vaughn's like Revenant Wings outfit that's like that's like way better for him than his uh, very regular outfit from Twelve or um, you know Rob Rom's mercenary outfit. It's, it's all really nice. It looks it's a very pretty game graphically, studying the character designs and whatnot. It, it's it, it all looks really good, but my my main issue with that game uh, really boils down to its netcode because it's so online focused. Um, much of your time spent on this game will be. It, like uh, online for offline players there's very little for them do you have this uh story mode that's oddly like gated you can't like see all the story like mode nodes off the bat so how this game works is each of these uh story story mode stuff requires these items called memoria and how you gain memoria is you have to raise your player level every time you uh, raise your player level you get like two to three new memoria uh so you can unlock story modes uh, nodes like that and in order to raise your player level you have to engage with either you know the like the gauntlet mode which is like the arcade mode or uh the online mode uh, and that's how you know that's how you know, how you see the stories you have to play more of it it kind of sucks if you're just there for the story yeah but but it's, it's the story is like kind of disappointing in that aspect because if you were to get all the memoria and to see all the story mode scenes and go through the battles it's You'd be kind of stretching it at three hours. That's like at the upper end of the spectrum. It's a very, very brief. Um, the 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 main setup is very similar to the to the old games on PSP, where you had Cosmos and Chaos, these deities, kind of summon like the respective heroes and villains from the mainline games to duke it out and kind of figure out why are we in this robot? Why did we get summoned? Blah blah blah. Uh, same. Deal here, you have Materia and Spiritus, kind of like the, the successors to them. Summon, you know, these heroes again and be like, oh, okay, why are we here? But this time they they, they have their memories. Unlike in Duet Destiny, they didn't have their memories. So a, a lot, at least a lot of their, like, um, when they meet up, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you. That's right. And then you have these weird unlikely alliances that kind of were carried over from the past games. Um, so there's, there's some weird, cool character interactions in it. I especially like the, the little branching path. Uh, 
where they, they pair up Warrior of Light, Cecil, and Noctis together because Noctis is like, you know, kind of like the hip modern, like, you know, crowd is like, oh man, like, uh, you know, the, the guys would love to see this. And then Cecil and Warrior of Light are kind of just like, look, give him an awkward look and don't really respond to him. It's like, Fucking oh, millennials. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> so the, there's some like, Cool, like really cool character pairings in that aspect. Uh, there's also some neat moments like Otomisi and Shantoto kind of like mouthing off each other, while Titus uh, X Death Kefka and um, I forgot who the other character was. I'll just kind of look at them like, oh shit, we better not like interrupt what the fuck they're doing. They're in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's some like that's cool about it, but there's not really much more of it. You can there are special battles where you can fight the summons, and that's kind of like. Uh, more of an MMO kind of thing. There, there's uh, certain phases to them. They have attacks that, that have indicators on the ground. That's like, oh, you have to dodge this. But it's very, it's very slim and restricted because you can only access those battles with you know AI teammates. There's no way to bring that online or have like a, a, a online co-op against them or whatnot. I I've, that would be really cool if they eventually patch that in. But as of this moment, uh, there's no such thing. Um. And so back to like the online, since so online driven, not much offline content, you would you would expect that the netcode holds up well, because the the worst thing about well fighting games in general is like if it just starts lagging the match, if it starts freezing the match, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of games have figured out like you know how to kind of make the like strengthen that or minimize the possibility of it. Like you have rollback netcode, you have delay input delay based net netcode, and it's the weird the weirdest thing is that. The city doesn't really employ those kind of solutions, so when it lags, it really fucking lags. It'll freeze everyone's character models, and it just like keep on stuttering. It it just it, it won't even like end the match, saying, "Hey, this this match is unplayable. There's no uh, no penalty." But it just if someone, the only way you can really end the match is just by finishing it. Period. Uh, no. You were talking yeah. before about how complicated, oh, uh, backwards it feels like the netcode for this game is, especially like if the host leaves. It's just. Yeah, it's just. When someone leaves, like, say, in a ranked match, they'll, like, they'll get replaced with an AI, but but that's only in an extreme circumstance when someone actually disconnects, I feel like. There's no. There's no been. There's no instance I've found that it's just that they left because the internet connection was bad it'll just kind of ride the match out and you're stuck in it until the very end it it, it feels it, it's weird in that mm. aspect it you there were i want to say like the rate that I've, i get into unplayable matches maybe like one in like five matches which is bad yeah that's bad enough that i just stop playing because it wouldn't be fun yeah i mean and that's also the thing that a lot of people will come into it and it it does a good job teaching you like the base systems of like what's the goal of this game how do you move around how do the bravery and hp attack systems you know work together it it gets it it tutorializes all that kind of base level stuff that you actually need to know for the game but it's the weird thing is they have no care like tutorials on like character specific stuff so that's why you know, uh, Alex and I, uh, Alex had me go write a guide on like how, what are the move lists for these characters? Where, what can they do? What does all this mean? And that's how, and you know, through that guide, when I was writing it, I was able to find out, you know, learn about the characters that way because I did it for work. You know, and in this game, this game, they give you nothing. They like they won't tell you, hey, Titus, you shouldn't be 
playing Titus like uh, like a normal character, he should always be dashing around because that's where most of his move set is unlocked is when he's dashing around. There's but he's the only like there's no there's tutorial, not, there's no tutorial that, that'll, that'll tell you Titus in game that ti- that's how Titus works. There's no I do appreciate list. that you're pronouncing text. Titus's name correctly. Oh. Yep. Titus. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah, people that uh, call it Titus. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's no sort of move list for that in the game, so you'll have like all these characters that you won't really know how to like play if you're only relying on like the in-game stuff. Like, mm. So a lot of people have to go online or other places to find out. Hey, how do I play my character? This is this feels weird. I see all the other people online, you know, doing cool shit, and I don't know what to do. Um, so it it kind of it's weird that they're trying to go in a competitive angle, but they don't give you the players the tools to actually learn in the game how to do that. Um, and just it just feels it, it's misguided in a lot of ways too, because it just it feels like it's working against you in a lot of ways. If you wanna say you you wanna get uh, this cool outfit for Kefka in the shop, and you know you, you, none of your treasure rolls are getting it, so you have to like it takes like almost eleven thousand gil to get uh, a sh- you know an outfit and that's you know that's relatively high for what you get like there'll be some story notes that may award you like a thousand but it's like a one-time completion thing for them um most of you are grinding out for gill will be in that gauntlet mode that arcade mode because that's the when you finally you know cash out however many points you got into it you'll be awarded you know a, a somewhat good amount of gill but not like 10,000 off the bat, it'll be like maybe 200, mm-hmm. 300, maybe, maybe a little bit more, like me, a, a little bit over a thousand. But um, you can't even like earn up Gil online uh, reliably because ev- even if I did, if, even if I got first place in a match and I performed well, like the most I ever got was maybe 150 to 200 Gil. This game just sounds like a oh. drag the way you're talking about it. It does. Like a real drag. It, it, yeah, like that's that's it's it kind of sucks because like the actual when the game works when it's like performing smoothly and there's like very minimal lag and you're uh, you're in this match it feels very fun once you understand like what's going on, on screen and how your character works and you know how you're actually working together with your team to overcome uh you know this battle and then but the and then right after it though it'll kick you back to this like uh, matchmaking queue if you're not on the lobby and ranked matchmaking can take anywhere from like 30 seconds to 3 minutes or beyond just because you know it, that's the netcode that doesn't hold up it takes way too long to get into a match it doesn't even give you the option after a match to say hey i want to rematch this team and like uh and if any if it had a option that says rematch and everyone like agrees to rematch. It should let you like you know do one more match so at least people can keep on playing, or do a best of three format so people can keep on playing instead of like okay I'm done with this match I have to go wait for however many minutes again for to get another match online. So you're kind of stuck waiting there, just go off and make a sandwich or something. It's, it sounds like you're waiting more than you actually play in the game. That yeah, just doesn't sound that doesn't sound enjoyable. Uh, none of this sounds enjoyable. It's, it's, it's a, I kept thinking about how like. Like I, I, I always thought the game looked really interesting because it almost looked like it was like a fighting game and a MOBA combined or something, like sort of. Um, like the the team aspect, I mean. Yeah, the team um, aspect definitely because there's like roles and classes everyone can do. Yeah. yeah. The, but because uh, I know that Decidia has been around for a long time, but uh, when I heard Team Ninja was making it, one thing I, I one thing Team Ninja's always been kind of like nefariously not good at is netcode. Um, or balancing. I can remember what. 
yeah back back in the day i remember they released uh like ninja gaiden sigma 2 on ps3 oh and i remember like and mm, i remember that i remember the the co-op mode was like completely like borderline unplayable yes like it, just, I... it just was it was so laggy um it just never worked and i because back in the day i thought like wow co-op ninja gaiden that sounds awesome yeah. um and then like uh, maybe it's still awesome um but yeah, that, that's too bad. Um, just if it, it sounds like the kind of game that like they really should have like released it much later. It's, uh, yeah, it feels like it because I, I feel like the netcode was specifically designed for people who play in Japan. Like, if you if you have an active community, and of course in Japan, like most of your competition will be, you know, geographically close by, so uh, connecting mm-hmm. to each other and having great internet over there, you know, not going to be much of a problem. I'm sure a lot of matches over there are very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's just it's not it's not really built for like the weak infrastructure that we have here and overseas and globally you know mm-hmm. and a lot of people will have different kinds of connections even if you're wired like obviously if you have wired you should go for it but you know a lot of people may not have a wired solution so they'll have to go to wi-fi and not, not to say that all wi-fi is bad or yeah. anything but th- it should be a little bit more lenient like i know in gundam versus there's an inherent system to it for uh each each input you have there's an actual built-in input delay there which isn't that bad in the heat of battle it's like uh nearly negligible for uh to you know to the average player but the and because it's built in it feels a lot more smoother online it feels a lot more natural because there's more leeway to your uh, to to actually what's happening so since you're since it's already built into the system uh, base level, it can allow for like a little bit more leniency on like the connection end of it, which actually works really, uh, really works well for it. And if there's like a, if there's any like uh, two people that can't connect to each other, like it's having a difficult time like reaching a threshold of like connection acceptance uh, on a match, it, it simply would not, will not load the match and it'll just be booted back to like the the screen. It's like, oh, okay, we can't connect, you know, right now. It's all it's it's all very seamless. So it's like I I go into this game. Uh, as a Gundam versus player, because those kinds of solutions have already been figured out. So it just it's a bad look on this game that there's already examples of problems that have already been solved that this game hasn't figured out yet. Mm-hmm. I just... it, do you think? I'm just kind of curious. Mm-hmm. I've always kinda, I kind of like these games that are mm-hmm. like like celebrations of their franchises. Like they have all these characters people love. Like, do, is do you think the game is worth inv- visiting for? Like even that. Like, say you really love Final Fantasy. Do you think it's worth it for like that part, or is that not really there? No, not really. Because okay, outside out, the story mode is pitiful. Like it has small character interaction, but for the most part, it's a it's a, it's a drag. It's it's a dull. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really capitalize well on the character interactions all that much outside of like Aww. one or two moments. The and. The the only like real appreciation that's like a very awesome callback, like to the you know the whole Final Fantasy series is you know the, like the little outfits, the cameos you have Cloud's Advent Children outfit and whatnot, mm-hmm. or Lightning's you know Lightning Returns outfit. Um, so there's like a lot of really cool callbacks and like alternate color schemes that are based on like old Amano's uh, original Amano works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also the the shop for like background tracks that like it kind of works as a little bit, a bit of a sound test, which I really love about the game. Probably my favorite part. Um, so you have all these original masters, and you know the, the arrangements for the game are, uh, are it is what it is. I it's more missed than you know than hit on like most of the arrangements, but you can turn them off. So it it feels nice that like it it feels like a celebration in that aspect. But so but the 
the core system of it just feels like it's working against the player more most of the time and it's a shame no especially especially because it's so online focused uh you have to make the kind of the commitment to at least get a little a little good at it to get fun out of it because it feels bad when you lose like in any fighting game and there's not a lot of there's not a lot for offline players except just grinding gill to get stuff at the shop i guess yeah that doesn't sound so great well let's talk about something more exciting than that yeah about monster in the world so i know you've been playing a ton of that you streamed some of that on our twitch channel just uh last night how did that go monster hunter world so good so the reason i didn't actually um joined the podcast last week uh, was because I was finishing up the main story in that game, and that maybe took 45 hours, I want to say. But my, my file right now is a little over 60 hours in it, so I'm sure, post-game yeah. stuff. I know James at 200, right? Where are you at now, James? Yeah, I'm at 200. Yeah, and uh, beast. Yeah, Monster Hunter is also the reason I wasn't on the last podcast. So. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of when I wasn't on this idea, the city. I was consumed. My life has been consumed by it. I've been kind of pulling out more high rank armors, um, trying to learn new weapons. So I'm, I've got like you know the bows that I need, and I'm trying to learn hunting horn now and maybe switch axe. Uh, it just oh. feels so good. Like the like it feels it, it's really exhilarating. Once you start uh, mastering your weapons, I've been kind of I can do like solo, like high rank stuff now. I can take down like Legianas, and I can even take down like the final boss on my own. And it feels really rewarding, wow. uh, uh, you know, like just ca- having complete like knowledge of like okay, these are the parts that I want. This is how you break it off. When they go to sleep, I know what to do. And it it just Stab you, 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 yeah you, you build you build up to it. you can build confidence in like what the, where you can and can't be. So. You'll start to as a as a bow user. I'll start thinking about okay, they're running towards me. Am I in a position where I have to dodge out of the way, or will they just like collapse in front of me because I know the exact distance of uh, where this attack goes? And it just all around still very fun, still very satisfying. Uh, all the event quests have been uh, kind of cool to see, and just you know, kind of messing around with uh, new ways to play because as a range player, I, I never really uh, played melee as much in world. So trying to learn melee now is is very much a new way to play the game. Uh, essentially, I'm, I'm forced to like you know uh, think about where are the safe spots, where can I be at, um, what what are the best times to attack, and when to actually play my notes as a hunting horn. It's it's a blast. I didn't I I didn't care much about the story when all was said and done, but the things that open up after it, especially like uh, some of the post game monsters. Uh, are, are a real treat and i i'm kind of scared because i'm I'm at the point where i'm almost at this high rank 49 and then that's like kind of the, the final barrier to like unlock uh all the rest of your high rank stuff and i hear the quest for that is uh quite the treat um, for uh, players it's basically gonna one shot you if you're not careful Oof. awesome Oof. i'm excited yeah. <laughs> i mean obviously yeah. you don't come to monster for the story necessarily so i'm not too shocked to hear that that wasn't much of an impression on you but uh it still sounds it's been very accessible for a lot of people i mean it just yeah. recently passed like six million ships oh my gosh, it's insane it's, it's like the, what the best performing capcom title wow yeah like the fastest selling capcom capcom title i hear it's, yeah it's, i feel like it's, it's probably mentioning that it was at 5 million shift and now it's at 6 million shift. basically God, confirms that they've already sold through that original 5 million. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably going to be their highest selling game ever. You know, you know what game? It's, it's going to be after uh, 
the uh, Steam version hits. Yeah, it's past all like I a lot of the Resident Evil titles for sure already. The, yeah. you know you know what you know what Capcom's highest selling game ever is Street Fighter Two, Resident Evil Six. It's Resident Evil Five. Oh wow, oh, wow. all of them. Wow. Really? I yeah, thought four I would be with all the ports. No, no, no. Five five came out at the, like the height of the 360 PS3 generation. And oh, okay, it had yeah. so much hype because of four, but I just thought it was interesting because like you know, hi- Capcom's been around for a long time, so like you know, this whole investment into you know, kind of like a new a new starting point for Monster Hunter, and, and it's just it's really paid off for them because like yeah. the game is even more successful than I thought it would be. It just goes to show that it, it needed to come to consoles, and that that was the way to be successful for it, you know. And this is a perfect opportunity because the PS4 has been so successful. Um, and the Xbox One, even if it's got about half the sales, it's still a big audience for them. And then eventually, when it comes to PC, that's that's going to be significant. It just makes me I think that maybe they're just going to put Dragon's Dogma on the back burner based on this, but I guess we'll see. I, th- I well, think the release date really helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not, not much. Competition, you know, for that type of game, really. Obviously, yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters came out the same day, but that's not the same thing. Yeah, I think I think Dragon Ball was too busy beating Dissidia into the ground. Yeah, doing the right <laughs> thing. Right? And, and, and Marvel. Yeah. Actually, that right. game is officially dead, not on the Pro Tour and not at Evo. It's kind of, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. And, like, the only competition I can really think right now is maybe, like, an Elder Scrolls game or something like that. But, like, even, I think there was a recent interview with Pete Hines, uh, who works at Bethesda, and he said that they have two other major titles to announce before they make an Elder Scrolls 6. So it's still wow. a ways off, yeah. Well, the, well, they don't they don't usually announce games until they're almost out. Yeah, so. like a few like, months like, beforehand, yeah. Like, before so far, I, I, like that. Yeah, all of their games. Sometimes uh, it doesn't work out for them because, Sky, like... Skyrim was, like, a year or two before then. Because I remember going no, to E3, like, a year before it actually came out. Unless I'm mistaken. Sky, Skyrim was announced, I think, in March of the year it came out. Um, mm. But it's still, like, they don't... Their, their thing is, like, yeah, they're not going to announce the new Elder Scrolls until... Uh, yeah, you know, the game is almost done. Yeah, but this is, I mean, the fact that he said they have two other major titles means that it's not going to be this year. Like, that's, that's, well, that'd be silly. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I mean. I feel like there might be an interesting article about how, like, ever since Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, because there was kind of a gap between Monster Hunter Try and when 3 Ultimate came out in the West, like, I want to say three years. Ever since then, the uh, Capcom's been saying that their goal was always to get Monster Hunter as popular as it is in Japan in the West. They're getting there. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's been uh, yeah, a lot of... kind of... Just uh, as a shout-out as well, I you mentioned the live stream I, I ran uh, last night, which is uh, Friday night as was this recording. Um, you know, a lot a lot of uh, community members uh, came out. Uh, we did a lot of high rank stuff. Uh, you know, they they were very helpful, very friendly. They were, they were all awesome. Uh, cool. You know, I feel like I should mention right here since it's going to be public mm-hmm. record anyways. I am right. sorry about the squad thing. They oh, really right. need to fix that. Yes, it's uh, it's, 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 there's not even much of a benefit from it anyway. Apparently, so. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, it is what it is. I hope it gets fixed too, uh, James. It's fine, but you know, it's 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 on Capcom. It is what it is. It's on yeah. Capcom to fix that yeah. shit. That's it's a it's a pain in the I, ass I, that there's only one person who can actually assign people to a squad, and even then, there's limits to it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, it was super cool to to run that live stream, and also I, it's it's awesome to see that Capcom is kind of doing like live fixes for this game, like actual nerfs, like you know, buffs and nerfs, like. It's, 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 shot nerf. 
Oh it's my God. weird. It's so it's so weird that we now live in like a world where you know there's a proper console monitor game, but also like there's balance considerations that are made on the fly for it. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's pretty cool for people that maybe don't play Monster Hunter or haven't really gotten too far into the game. Uh, what we're talking about here is the slicing shot nerf, and people were basically using it to completely sunlock bosses and kill them in five minutes. I could have used that. <laughs> so that's yeah. That's I mean that that makes sense that they're actually balancing that stuff uh, for the game, especially because it's so online focused. It makes a lot of sense that that's the case. So yeah. and there, there was also they also had to patch out. Uh, there was like a duplication glitch as well for the decorations uh, that they quickly got uh, got out uh, ironed out of the way. So that oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, some yeah. some games wait like months after the fact and just piss off the fan base when they do that stuff. So that's good. That's good that they did it early. So yeah, uh, and you know anyone who's still unsure about the way the game acts, we've got once again a ton of guides on the site. Uh, we have got a guide hub, in fact, that's dedicated, and we've got pretty much every aspect of the game covered by this point. Obviously, there's still it'll teach you how to walk. It'll teach you how to dash. Dash. <laughs> teach you how to swing your weapon. Like that's that's new. So. Yeah, we've got all that up on the site, uh, so we should have checked that out. Um, for me, it's I'm prepping. Uh, I've been actually doing uh, a lot of. I'm playing a game and recording a lot of footage uh, on a feature that's going to go up tomorrow uh, for the site. Uh, um, one of the biggest days of my life, <laughs> in a way. It's actually a very <laughs> significant day. I'm not going to reveal it, uh, but it's an important anniversary. Uh, so that will be going up on the site tomorrow. Chelsea's working on something too, but that might not show up until later, so um, later in the week, So, but it's still on the same bubble. So uh, be sure to check rpgsite.net tomorrow for something big on that uh, for me um, that I've been, I'm very happy to be sharing with everyone else. Uh, also recording some footage of a couple other games that um, we're starting up playthroughs of. Uh, I've got to do some prep work before that can happen uh speaking of which i've been watching a lot of anime so that's actually uh if that's a tease for what i'm working on right now um i'll have some uh, i'll be able to reveal that in as soon but i'm kind of doing what um, adam reese is doing in that i'm trying to like record a bunch of footage so i can chop it up and put put it out instead of doing what i did with uh valkyria chronicles 3 and panzer dragoon saga where i was trying to do it like Record it, upload it, record it, upload it right away, and that just didn't really work out that great because my schedule, the way it was, and like I was using up a lot of free time, uh, and which is precious for people like you and me, Josh, who have to travel a little bit to get home. <laughs> it's just not fun uh, to quickly go into recording a game when you could just be relaxing a little bit. So uh, we'll have stuff like that up. Uh, but for anime, just I watched all of Little Witch Academia, which is insanely adorable. A, a very fun watch. I had, a, I had a great time with that. Akko is such a great character. Excited to play the game. Uh, we don't know when it's coming out. We thought it was February 20th, but that's just a, a reported title. Like it's, It went on Amazon, and I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the the Seven Deadly Sins one just came out like yesterday or something. Yeah, it's it very, did. very silent release. I, I didn't hear too many great things about it, but I, I didn't. I didn't hear it's, anything. I mean, this uh, the Little Witch Academia game is like was like a plus game, something like that. I don't think they made anything. <laughs> if they had, it's just oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I, I'm very interested to, see, to check that out whenever that comes out here. It's, yeah. it's the more in our it lives. Like, Bandai Namco likes to release a lot of their play anime titles like the same time of year every year. So yeah. surprise they're, 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 they're spewing them out. They have a Gintama one, a Girls in Panzer one. It I want that Girls on Panzer game, man. That's that's going to be out pretty soon. They keep putting out trailers for that shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and also, uh, because the Winter Olympics is going on, I finally watched uh, Yuri on Ice. I'm almost done with that. Uh, that's also 
a very enjoyable watch. Uh, it's it's crazy because like there's, uh, I think I'm I'm really impressed. It gives you um it gives you a whole like other, uh you you have a better chance like recognizing the talent that goes into ice skating, uh and mm-hmm. a whole new like lo- uh point of view on that stuff, especially what's going on behind the scenes. But also because like the characters are are really great too. Uh, I I really enjoyed watching it just for seeing like the different emotions that the characters go through and, and you know obviously the relationships that develop between them as well and you know it's it's just a lot of them are just adorable <laughs> it's it's, a, it's pretty fun I uh, but yeah I, I will have actually be able to talk about games next week which will be exciting because I've been talking about games in a good while but uh, you know considering last year the end of last year was like really loaded up with game reviews for me it's going to be nice to get back into it a little bit more uh, pretty soon here so let's talk about James so James. The elephant in the room. Yes. Uh, the reason we saved you for last is because, and the reason your sound quality isn't so great, it's because you're in San Francisco right now recording off your laptop mic. Uh, just last night, you, of course, attended the Nice America press event for us. Uh, thank Breaking you very news much. live report from uh, from James yes, on you, the scene. Yes, you also covered it on our Twitter account, so people want to know who was the one uh, helming that. It was definitely James, and that was also My very phone much... has not stopped vibrating. Yes. Oh, my God. You got, you got a lot of that. Uh, very much appreciate you should turn off notifications on RPG side. I swear to God, that's just a terrible idea. I is had it only on, uh, on the app side, or is it? Yeah, like, it's app side. You can just go to okay. notifications. Oh, thank God, I- I'm yeah. doing that right well, when yeah. I'm done talking. You should really not do that. I did that for a new accounts, and then we got swamped when we were covering that zero time dilemma thing. Like 600, it was like more like oh, uh, 3,000 yeah, accounts just... joined us at once. Uh, that was insane. Um, because I think it was like Reddit and the uh, Twitch chat all directed them to our account when that announcement at, uh, was going on. And that was a nightmare uh, just for my phone. I was worried it was going to overheat and explode in my hand. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you've been attending that. Of course, you covered all the all the quote-unquote announcements. Uh, looks like there wasn't really anything that new outside of indie titles. But what was your overall impression of, of the of the event? Um, well, I think it can be summed up with that one tweet that I put out right when they announced Coven, finally. Yes. The fact that that got announced, I'm happy. Yeah. That's yeah, that'd be the Labyrinth coming. of Refrain, Coven of Dusk, and that's PS4, Switch, and PC. Yeah, uh, no Vita version, fall. even though the game was originally the exclusive. Yep, yeah. that's, that's, that's some... the funny thing. It's, a, it's an enhanced port, basically, yeah. There's yeah. the Dungeon Crawler RPG, am I correct? Yes, it's a DRPG. I know that there was a lot of comparisons between it and Mary Skelter because they were kind of coming out at the same time in Japan. Same kind of look. I mean, obviously, it's it's kind of like that too. But um, I don't know, like what the he, there was like so much excitement around this particular title. Yeah, I, I don't know, know much about it. Like, uh, um, why, why is it so hot? The uh, you played well, it, right? One, you played it. Yeah, I played it. I'll be completely honest. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can say this. The game's basically always fully translated. I talked to some of them there, and honestly, they said they were going to announce it earlier, and it was going to be announced today X, but things kept happening. Like, they were working on the Vita version, then the PS4 version got announced for Japan. It's like, oh, we should probably wait for that to come well, out. that's so usually out of nowhere, so yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. then the Vita uh, started kind of collapsing in sales, and well, for Vita game sales, and then the Switch really came out, was doing really well. The Sky did really well. It's like, okay we should probably get a switch port. And I can only imagine the only reason why it's releasing fall is because one, they've already got a bunch of games coming out in the rest of the year. And two, they're probably waiting on that switch port 
be finalized. Yeah, and Nisa very, very much embracing the Switch wholeheartedly. Thank goodness, because that's that's good for that. Because honestly, if it's gonna, if the Vita's collapsing, Switch could be a perfect replacement for that. So, yeah, I had a uh, one of their reps there basically tell me verbatim that they've seen the game sales on Vita titles specifically drop off a cliff last fall and. Yeah, I was telling you about this before, like Koei Tecmo. It's like when they were putting out Vita titles, like they would sell like ten to twenty thousand. That would be like on the high end. <laughs> it's been like for them, it's been happening for a good while. And anytime I talk to any developers, it's always like the the Vita doesn't have the memory capacity to handle their games that are being released on PC, even if they're not like technically impressive. It's still the Vita is very outdated at this point. Yeah, Sadly. I mean, I'd be upset about. Coven's Vita version not coming over if the Switch wasn't a thing, and I didn't already own one, but uh, honestly, I can see why some people are upset, but it's really not a big deal. Yeah, it's kind I of mean, crazy to think Valkyria Chronicles 4 is going to be on the Vita. <laughs> That's still kind of blowing my mind a little bit. You, you mean Switch, but... Oh, yeah. oh, Valkyria, what was the, yeah, what was the Vita there's, game? There's no, there's, there's no Vita version of oh, that. What was the Vita? Was there like a Vita game coming out? Well, maybe I'm... I can't be like, uh, I'm on, right? I think it had like some dancing. Huh? No, no, no. There was a Valkyrie game on. It was the what's the name? Of the crap is Valkyrie. <laughs> well, there is Valkyria Revolution was on Vita. That was not localized. That, that, oh yeah, that was, that's it. That's Wait, it. no. Mm-hmm. I think the Vita version was localized, but it was digital only. No, Maybe I'm thinking I, of Persona I, Three and Five Dancing. That's probably what no, I'm thinking of. Sorry. You're, you're, uh, the th- the thing with the uh, Revolution was the there was a Vita version in Japan. The thing that uh, when I was coming over here, there was an Xbox One version instead yeah. of a Vita version. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting all kinds of mixed up Confused. here. But it's weird. Yeah, basically, yeah, so many just, different video game platforms right now. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's gonna be one less pretty soon. I hope Sony announces a new Vita, but that's just how it is right now. So we we, we opened the podcast talking about the 3DS, which is like almost seven years old now came out in 2011 well to be fair rainy astoria not really technically impressive at this point it's not it's it's not a big deal honestly. anyways uh i mean that's just atlas for you uh, they've always done yeah. this Long i guess i should tail. talk about the uh game itself a bit yeah. yeah uh the interesting thing with coven is kind of in the title you're well instead of just having party members in each slot for your party makeup it's kind of more like I guess I kind of want to compare it to the last remnant where you have have my attention, where you have these kind of groups of characters into in these, in each individual slots and they attack as groups. And the way that they, that things work out is that there's certain attributes are granted to groups based off of uh, what sort of uh, coven it is. And there's also depending on what the coven is, it determines how many attack characters you can have in it and how many support. So they can be different sizes. And there's also aspects about if, depending on how these characters get along with each other, that affects how effective they are in combat. It's very, very interesting. I, oh, like, so for example, for example, I, I covered some of the Japanese release. Now I have not played it, but like, I, I know they even advertised when it was first announced, like, if you want so they're they're like you have like five party slots but instead of just being individual characters you can have like each of these five slots is a group of three characters um so that's where that's where the last remnant kind of uh comparison came in we have like instead of five five party members you have five party groups um with three characters but then each of those three character groups can have like five supporting characters to each so now you have in a sense 
uh, five slots with eight characters each totaling. You can have up to 40 characters kind of participating in some fashion. Wow. Um, wow. I think there's, I think there's probably reasons where you don't want to do that. You don't have to have every possible slot filled, but that's something you can do. So there's, it's a little um, bit different. Yeah. One thing that seems to be the progression in the game is that there's side missions where you can get different types of covens. I, there's probably another title for, for this. It's not coven, but there is so much information in this game that I'm just going to try and explain the best I can. Um, so you do side quests, unlock more different types of covens, and each different types of coven gives you different buffs, different attributes. Like there's a coven where if you have these characters in this coven, it'll give you a lot more XP when you're grinding, where you have a coven where you get extra attack and all sorts of interesting things. Like there's a lot of customization here and, and that's just in regards to the party configuration. That's not even going into the fact that you have these individual characters with their own attributes themselves. And it's going to be uh, min-maxer's uh, best <laughs> DRPG. This game sounds insane, but like, what's the setup for it? Why are um, you sending out these party groups? Okay. So there's this well, and there's a labyrinth in this well. It's filled with miasma. And everyone that's gone and tapped this well has died except for one person who made this book. And the main character who you give a name, but it doesn't really matter, at least from what I've seen in the preview, uh, dies or something and gets sucked into this book. And they're being used to kind of command these puppets, which are the characters you create through the labyrinth to find out, well, to explore it, basically. Okay, so the the characters they actually actually use in battle, you don't like earn them to, like, through the story, you, like you create them, I guess. You like a, like them, a yes. okay, like hmm. a true dungeon crawler, I think. Yeah, is, like much, actually, yeah. they're 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 just basically like they're. They, I think they're literally like pawns. Like they're, they're literally called puppets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't take them any more seriously. Well, let's talk so, about a, a different really? game because I want to know more about uh, Witch on the Night Two. <laughs> so, uh, this is a game that. Uh, was awful, uh, but you got to play the sequel, which is a whole new story, a whole new cast of characters. Uh, what was your takeaway from that? I feel hopeful for this game. I haven't played the first one. I do like the combat in the second one. From my understanding, there is a lot of similarities, so I think I might actually go back and play the PS4 oh, version. I shouldn't do that. You don't have to. That's okay. You're good. Um, but there's only so much I can get about a story in a game when I spend like 20, 25 minutes playing at a preview event. Of course. But um, the general gist of it is, is that there's a disease and young girls are being afflicted with this, this disease, dying and being awakened as witches. So I'm guessing like the witches from the first game or something like that. And there's these two sisters and the younger sister gets awakened by a witch and the older sisters trying to kind of save her. None and of this then, is from the first game, by the way. I, 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 you you might have been getting to this, and I I know this as well because because of news coverage. But if I remember correctly, witches as, as are seen by the general populace as being like like this is a bad thing we need to eradicate. And the older sister is part of a group that is basically tasked to eradicate them. And then the whole dilemma comes in is like, what happens if your sister? becomes a witch are you still going to you know they're your sister but it's your job to eradicate them so what do you do yeah it's a bit interesting that aspect um 
I will say that there's kind of a wrinkle that I'm noticing early on where the awakened witch flips between being in control of the witch and the actual original like little sister. So I'm kind of curious to see how that goes in the story and what the explanation for that is and whether yeah. or not they can actually like save the sister or something. Um, I guess I should talk about the gameplay because it really isn't that much I can say about the story. No, I mean, I, I will say that the, the first game had nothing to do with like more people becoming witches. There was only the one, Metallia, and it was about her making so that her swamp, which she can't travel outside of, spread to all the corners of the world, which she had her 100 Night Soldier do, destroy the uh, I think it was like pillars or something like that. Uh, once they were destroyed, they were, the, swamp, the swamp was able to spread further and further so she could go... F- and, longer distances so it had nothing to do with what you're talking about so yeah this does sound like a totally different story i was told that it's um kind of final fantasy-esque in the sense that it's just recurring ideas yeah the combat sounds very similar i mean the combat recurring ideas similar but the combat was fun in the original game i'll say that yeah 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 or like Nino Kuni, which i don't think has any direct connection to the first one no it's just the law yeah yeah. you know it's a sequel it would be a, it would be weird if that was a direct sequel because that the way that game ends. But yeah, yeah. Um, so the combat you play as a hundred knight and you can equip up to five different attacks on your square button, and it kind of determines what your combo is. I believe that's pretty much the same exact thing as it was in the first game. Yeah, it's a lot of it. It sounds like based on what I read about the, uh, from the post that Adam's from sharing and others, uh, the combat seems a lot of it is either close or identical to the, what it was the first time, which is fine. The first one was really good. Like I like the combat. That's like the only real saving grace for that game in my mind. Cause I hated the story so much. Um, the only yeah. issue was that when the, like the map design was not great. Uh, like there's a lot of areas where the, the map, like your view was obstructed because it's isometric and so like giant trees would always get in the way so you'd be killed without seeing your character which was a pain yeah, the uh, view is still isometric but i i don't know i didn't play the first game so i can't say for sure if it's better yet so i won't really comment on that okay. the two things in the combat seem different to me based off of what i've read of your review of the first game is there's the third eye mode where there's a meter in the bottom left that fills up over time. And once it's filled up, you can press the triangle button and you'll activate a super powered mode, which lets you attack faster, move faster and deal more damage. Yep. That's that. I think that was a, a similar system was in the first one. So yeah. All right. Um, what were there special attacks in the first one where you could press R1 plus a face button and do a special attack? Yes. I do believe there was something like that. It's been a while. Like I said before the podcast, like I kind of blocked out that part of my brain for a while because it's 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 weird how like you know there's a lot of RPGs out there that I review that over time I start to appreciate more than maybe I originally did. Like for example, Artunelico, uh, I reviewed that game, uh, the third one, and I kind of liked it more the more the longer I spent away from it. Maybe because the soundtrack, I don't know. But like Witch on the Night, like I've just grown more sour the more I thought about it. So I just kind of shoved it out. That's why I was so interested when they said it was going to be like a whole new cast, a whole new story. That kind of, that's what I sort of was interested in. Because I just, people don't know, like the way that the game ends, just so bad. Just awful. And that, like, it, that's, that's the kind of crazy thing. Like it needs to, the story was already like getting on my nerves for a long while, but that was like the final straw. Uh, but from what it sounds, I mean, like I said, also in my review for the original, that the combat was 
kind of interesting, uh, kind of engaging, kind of fun. I mean, just bottom line, fun. Uh, and that's that's what allowed it to kind of be better than it should have been. Uh, so if, if that's what they fixed and, and the story and the characters are better uh, than they were before, it's probably worth checking out. You know, for our yeah. fans. Just from what I, well, I mean, again, I only played like 20, 25 minutes, so I can't really say. Cause it's literally the beginning hour of the story. Yeah. But just the premise seems like it's going to end up better than how the first game did. Because yeah. I feel like there's a bit more of a reason to kind of emphasize with the witch, because it's not just the witch, it's the little sister, and the little sister is still in there. So. Yeah, you can't emphasize with somebody that's so hateable. <laughs> so that's that's the kind of thing, so unlikable. Uh, but from like the character designs look cool, and so that that should be interesting enough. Now I know uh, during the event, of course, they also shared some more updates with like Lost Child and Penny Punching Princess, Fallen Region, longest five minutes, um, and of course Ease Eight. Uh, they said it's gonna uh, that the all the PS4 and Vita DLC is going to be coming to the Switch version that's out this summer. Uh, what was the DLC? I totally forget. I don't it's... know if they said all of it is it coming, but basically the Vita version had more DLC than the PS4 What's the DLC? Version. Is it just costume stuff? It, most of it yeah, is costumes. Costume. There's a couple of, like I think, like accessory things, too. Like They're not costumes. They're, like You could put on sunglasses or whatever. So oh, I don't, sure, sure. I don't know if they it's going to be... They don't that, so they're still kind of... They're, they're like... They're like a, some games have them now where they're just like accessories, but not costumes or whatever. But um, so I don't know if exactly absolutely everything is going to switch, but it's basically like, hey, those main costumes, basically like the pirate costumes, the swimmer costumes are all going to be on Twitch. So they're not just Vita only anymore. And that was basically it. <laughs> so it's basically just like easy, complete. Like the Disguise 5. Actually, I should say Disguise 5 complete was actually all the DLC. So that's not true. But uh, just so the fact that it's, it's, like a, it's the full version, pretty much. At least, at, least, they, at least it's going to have most of the costume DLC. Yeah, it's kind of bummer that ones. yeah they didn't announce they didn't talk at all about the PC version. But I don't I, for I bet they don't even know what's going to ha- going on with that version. They just want to play it to be put around. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to like acknowledge the 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 whole scenario we've talked about a bajillion times at all. It's probably honestly. It might have been, it might be smart that they didn't, but it, it is still a little awkward that they just don't even acknowledge anything other than. It's I'm sure they had it back in their mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it came yeah. out of the meeting. It's like, do we want to talk about this? Like mm, to this know. crowd, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the only time the PC version was mentioned was when I asked them. Hey, so the uh, developer working on the Switch port isn't the same developer that was working on the uh, PC port, right? Yeah, just had to ask them that. They said, uh, "No, I'm a different developer," and I was like. I think uh, they said maybe. that ahead of time too. So yeah, which is um, yeah. That's it is and what it is. Um, they other... did say that the uh, Switch port was in fairly early development, so I'm not actually sure. Like it, it's probably going to be late summer if it makes summer. Uh, so it's close to the. <laughs> we would if it came out like around the same time, like in September, like when Charles Cold Steel Four comes out. That'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Any um, other cool games you play? Penny Punching Princess, actually. Um, that looks one fun. Of those, that looks legitimately like a good time. Yeah, it does look. It is really fun. It's uh, one. Of, it really does work as a handheld game. It's got a unique gimmick where. Um, so the way it works is you play as a princess whose father was um, basically screwed over by the Dragalones or whatever that um, punny name is supposed to be. And the whole idea is is that you're trying to get back at them, and then there's a whole emphasis on using money as a game mechanic. So you have this um, calculator that you can use to pay off 
well, basically bribe these different enemies, and it's not just enemies, but any object too. Like any obstacle can basically be bought out with money. If it's a trap, you can set the trap to go against other enemies by using the calculator, and if you have enough money. And you actually have to manually enter in the amounts that you want to bribe. And I assume there's a reason that you'd want to pay an enemy more than the required to bribe them. And there's probably some mechanics of that later on in the game. But it's very interesting from a base perspective. Like you, it's a beat em up too, because you're, you're attacking the enemies with uh, standard like combos. It's kind of like uh, a warrior's game with the combat where it's like just button mashing. But. Every so often, you'll notice there, that the uh, enemies with their health bars, there will be like little kind of separations in the health bar, kind of denoting like portions of it. And if you break through that line, the enemy will be stunned, and you have to spin the right analog stick as quickly as possible to basically have them drop as much cash as possible so you can pick it up so that you can keep the cash flow gum, um, coming. So, like, Penny Punching Princess. Um, you know, just from the title and the box art and just like, why do I care about this? But like, I was actually uploading the trailers yesterday and it's got this like kind of neat, like fast pace, 60 frame per second sprite style to it. And it, it looks like the type of game where you're like always moving all the time. Um, and it, it's, it, it's, it, that's, the, that's just not a combination you see all too often where it's just like so hectic and fast paced, but it's got like this older, older style sprite. Yeah, it has a weird charm to it. it. I, I'll say like, that it, like it doesn't it doesn't there, look like an old retro game. I mean, like if you look at a screenshot, it looks like maybe like a retro game. But like if you see how it like how like look at the trailer and how it moves and plays, like this looks like it could be like actually like kind of just a fun little brawler and with this art style that's you know pretty pretty cool. I'm glad you mentioned that because I wasn't sure if it was something I should bring up, but I definitely feel like in a way it does remind me of Half Minute Hero. Oh man, it does. It's, it's, like it does it's like not that. similar gameplay wise, yeah. but as an overall feel, like with the humor and the fast mm-hmm. paced of it, I, I not the second one personally. I wasn't a big fan of it, but the Same first here. one, I, I might check it out. It's, it sounds super neat from what you're saying, and uh, like from the few trailers I've seen of it, it it has a weird like. Oh yeah, there's even a clear about it that it's yeah. like. Each kind of- mission is meant to be played as fast as possible because you're ranked on it, and each mission is super super quick. So, like, you can beat them in, like, a minute, two minutes. So it's portable-friendly? Yes. Oh, cool. That's awesome. I am I might actually really just uh, buy it on my own, check it out. It does look really yeah, neat. And it's yeah. weird, like, that, that type of style is, is coming around, like, that in, like, the longest five minutes. Uh, like, the other game that I kind of wish was announced that wasn't was that Your Fortnite Princess's Training Story. Like, I've been watching footage of that, and it's looks like the more i see it the more i'm interested in it it's another uh nipponichi title that that has the kind of the same style to that that type of game and uh, that was like the one sort of uh one that i was really hoping for i i don't know if there's anything else that i really was uh expecting to get from that nice america event besides that but that's really cool so uh, outside of that though uh there was obviously they announced uh birthdays the beginning for the switch coming to the west called uh happy birthdays which I don't know if anyone wanted because birthdays didn't wasn't that great a game anyway, but maybe very obtuse. I mean, it it doesn't seem like a game that was good for a preview event because you can't. It, there's it's a, a lot, lot of, of it's assimilation. Yeah. You got to wait. <laughs> it's, it's not. It yeah, wasn't I, even think that good. I, I think I think Andrea Andrea reviewed it. 
he wasn't too hot on it either. No, it's because it's sure. apparently it's a lot of cinematic rating. I've I've seen footage of that. And it was just like you have to like get to a certain like uh in, environment for the dinosaurs, but then a lot of the time it wouldn't trigger right away, so you just sit there and wait oh, and great. wait. And wait, that, that's how, that sounds like a good fit. I can switch. confirm that that has not changed, so oh, I'm just gonna hmm. go off of uh, our original review. And that's say, the creator of Harvest Moon. They made that game. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Uh, but that's like that's kind of the gist of what the, the Nice America press event was like, you know. And obviously, that doesn't stop them from announcing other games throughout the rest of the year. Uh, on, like people were asking, like Discovery Six. Like, no, it's not going to be announced at the Nice America press event. I'm sorry, but <laughs> obviously, um, not just RPGs there, like that SNK. But that's um, they put a lot of effort into pushing that. They had the developer team there. They had a they actually were offering people to say, hey, go up against the developer team, and then. They have painted uh, Zario into fighting the. I think I don't know. Of course, Zario's <laughs> Well, like the and just to kind of wrap up with the other titles they announced. They announced uh, Toho Genzo Wanderer Reloaded, which is just the uh, the game for the Switch. So that that's that's going to be PS4 coming out. That's the PS4 problem. game, yeah, for the Switch. One of the indie titles was Assault Spy, which is not really what we cover. It's just an action t- uh, action indie action title. So that's going to be one of them. And I think that's about the. Most of it, which is more than what the Idea Factory press event had, which was just Hakuoki. <laughs> that was like it. Uh, but, you know, it just goes to show, as you said, New America's going to be pretty busy this year. Uh, probably don't have, like, any real, like, big title to focus on, like, like past time, past events, with, like, Dagger Europa B3 was last year, so. I, yeah, I feel like um, that's the other reason that they might be putting uh, Coven in Fall, is that they might be trying to push it as their big title. Yeah, they kind of kind of fit out the rest of the year. They, they're they had a obviously holding off year last year, so yeah, to be fun. I mean, that's true. They're holding off on announcing Charles of Cold Steel three. Is what they're doing. They'll probably save that for a later event. We know that much. Uh, so let's I don't think it's. I, I, I think it's really like they outright told me because of that whole like kerfuffle with the E eight switch uh, press release that they had to correct. Um, they said, look. We wouldn't be able to get it out by winter 2018 if you were doing it, and we don't think anyone else would be able to either. Yep. Uh, that was, yeah, they corrected that with the press release we got that they meant to put Chosen Cold Steel 4 as coming winter 2018, which is also false because they announced it for fall, not In, for winter. To Japan. To Japan. In yeah. Japan. Yeah, they yeah. did mention that. So yeah. I still think it's really likely that Nice America is probably the ones localizing Metal Max. Oh yeah, they, that's another one. They, they've they've localized like every other. That'll be an AX. It does feel a little bit early for them to announce something like that because it's not on Japan yet. But I, they, they sometimes do that weird stuff with like God Wars, like kind of. Like, Did they do Root Letter as well, or is that another? Uh, that was P Cube, I think, right? Okay. Yeah, that was P Cube. Okay. I think that was P Cube. Yeah, that, but that that was like one that was dropped out of nowhere too, and apparently that wasn't that great a game either. So I don't know. I mean, I've heard it was good. It was just very short. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's watch. a shame. It, yeah. it looks nice. Maybe I think you get, get it now for like. Bucks. I'm gonna look this up right now and tell you how much <laughs> it's, it's gonna cost you to get it on right Amazon because I keep seeing the uh, the reports on price drops. Okay, it's forty bucks right now. I remember it seeing oh. for like you know twenty bucks. <laughs> oh, it was one of those games where it keeps going down in price, and then the moment it goes out of stock, it jumps back up. Oh, oh yeah, man. it was uh, it was twenty five bucks just a, a week ago. Uh, all right, so, so for for curiosity's sake, where's Rocky Revolution at? I know it 
kept on going oh, down. I wonder, did it cross the threshold? Did it finally cross over to uh, under ten dollars? Let's find out. Because uh, it's been like that. It's at oh, it is nine dollars and seventy eight cents. But oh, also, my also, it's an add-on <laughs> item, so you can't even buy it on its own because it's so cheap. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's I'm how almost tempted low to it's buy gotten. an Xbox version of that just to say I own it. Yeah, I guess I could use my Alexa and buy it that way because that that gets rid of the add-on item still, but still, that's just yeah. That's, if you want a video game to play, rest in pieces. <laughs> that's uh, thank God, Valkyrie Chronicles Four is coming out. But let's shift gears into another uh, discussion we can have. So, uh, aside from the Nice America Press event last night, uh, there was also the reveal of the Kingdom Hearts Three new footage at the D23 Expo that they were having in Japan. So they showed off uh, a brand new trailer. Uh, one of the things they, they did, they also uh, revealed the uh, Monsters, Inc. world, which we had already helped uh, share what was a leak for that game uh, in the past. So they showed that off, and they also revealed uh, the new theme song for the game, which is Oath from Utada Hikaru. So obviously or, she's... Uh... Or don't oh. think twice. Yeah. Uh, Oath in Japan, don't think twice in the English version, which is great because they don't use simple and clean again uh, uh, for the umpteenth time. Uh, but that's it, it's a cool song. The footage looks great. That looks it looks really exciting. I'm really hopeful for it. What did you guys think about it? It looks sharp. Uh, it, it moves really nicely. I really dig the the visuals, the location, so cool. the, the location they use for Monsters Inc. I really, really a really wonderful movie. Mike I was asking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> did you see Goofy like zombie? Goofy yeah. Oh my like, god, Goofy is so good. Meme worthy material right there. So man. someone already did. They took a picture of it. It's like this is the ideal male body. Oh, god, <laughs> you may not like looks, it. But... He's got like bloodshot eyes. He's like green. I just oh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I um, will say that my favorite thing about that trailer is it basically confirmed that all those people that said, oh, I'm going to only play Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, and I'll be ready for Kingdom Hearts 3. It's like, no, you need to play all of the side yeah, games. Yeah, had... drop, drop Distance, because that's the what was like had... the last title. Before you had Marluxia and Vanitas uh, show up in there. And, like, they mentioned, yeah, they mentioned, he said Ventus. Like, who's that? Like, if you haven't played those games, you wouldn't know who that is. So Yeah, it, it, I, the thing I really like about it, and he kind of mentioned it, uh, like in the little stage event, uh, is the the physics of the tangled uh, hair. Uh, it looks really, really sharp, like the way it interacts with the environment and the lighting that goes around it. Uh, it's it's very impressive. Uh, yeah, and, and like they... apparently Ariel is now a summon, so that would mean yeah. that it's. I would assume if she's a summon, that means there's the world's gonna. Yeah, be there, there too, yeah, right? the, maybe because there, there's a point of the trailer where like. Uh, Sora kind of uses uh, Keyblade to like kind of summon like a tidal wave, and through that tidal wave, it kind of Ariel kind of appears out of it in like a watery form overhead. It's it looks freaking slick. Like I don't know, like I'm not the biggest Kingdom Hearts fans, but that trailer and the and the and the uh, theme song trailer look like I have to like catch up or something. It kind of makes me want to go through it yeah. and get caught up because I I've only played to like Birth by Sleep. I never did like three fifty eight by two. I never did. Um, but that's a movie now, so you just watch that, I guess. You know? I, I didn't do um, Dream Drop. Uh, I don't you know what else. 2.8, Final Chapter Prologue. At least they put out that collection, man. That's the oh, best point. Part. Two, Fragmentary. Oh, something. God. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, 
no more no more Kingdom Hearts titles right now. I can't take it. My mind's no, gonna it's, explode. It's it's kind of <laughs> it's a mess. You know, chain of memories. I I, I, I admire that this game is just called Kingdom Hearts Three, and that's it. Yeah, until they put out the enhanced release later, which will be maybe more complicated. Uh, but yeah, it, there, there there were uh, there were conflicting reports. I don't know if this is verified yet, but it, that people keep going back and forth. But people at the event say, "Oh no, they said that they'll announce a release date at E3 2018." Yeah. Then there are new reports that say that uh, no, that's not the case. So it's kind of back and forth on that. Either way, uh, at the end of those trailers, it still says it's coming 2018. And that's all we know, and we don't know when they're actually going to announce a release date. Yeah, I mean, even if they don't announce the release date at E3, we're going to know the release date by the end of E3. Absolutely. absolutely. We'll we'll know on December 31st whether Kingdom Hearts 3 is out or not. Oh, yes, the Amazon date. Uh, Yes, I would hope so. (laughs) That's going to be the date. (laughs) I I still have my pre order that, that, like, they had it up for like $40. That's right. I wonder if I still have some reason. I know, I I think I have that and maybe the Final Fantasy VII (laughs) remake. That's yeah. That was like down there below. I mean, Amazon keeps dropping the price for like the non-prime users to like fifty-two dollars as well. So it's like everybody's gonna get a sale on it. Like there was that point when it was taken off of like Kingdom Hearts Three was no longer coming to Xbox One, and then it was again. So it's been. It feels like it's been forever since that game was announced. I mean, it was announced. It was announced around the time Versus Thirteen became two thousand right? two thousand thirteen. Yeah, so it's that's, going that's... to be five years this E three. No, uh, I mean, didn't, look, keep it the power. Didn't around. they? T- didn't they tease it though? Like I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts, so like, pardon me if I'm misspeaking here. But um, actually, that's not true. I played the first one and I always forget. Um, but uh, I beat it too. Um, all I remember oh, is I fucking hated, I hated the Ursula fight so much. Um, oh, well, speaking about it, Nika. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, but didn't they tease uh, Kingdom Hearts three and like a release of Kingdom Hearts two many years ago? Like I well, that was the that was the, no, the ending that was of the. By sleep. Well, yeah, that was um, by sleep, the ending. They they always do those sort of like like special movies at the end of the games, and basically the 3DS game Dream Drop Distance kind of ends in a way where it's like there is going to be another game. So it's like okay, Kingdom another Hearts another fifteen of them. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's like Kingdom Hearts three is going to happen eventually. We didn't. It wasn't like teased anything other than that. Other than like this is clearly not the last game. Okay, look, like, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts was the Marvel Cinematic Universe before. Oh uh, yes, you have to wait till after the credits, and then you get something. Yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. It's not like you know Jackie Chan where it's like a bunch of outtakes. It's just straight up no. like a Marvel Cinematic. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just I'm glad that like early on in 2018 that we finally get get to hear the new Yutada Hikaru song. For Kingdom Hearts, like that's I mean, a really that's a really cool thing. Have you heard you her think... new album? It's also pretty good too. I just yeah. yeah. So uh, I I enjoy I enjoy the new the kind of direction she's doing for the for the game. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy the song. More sentimental, it seems, and just do that's, you guys oh, great. Do you guys think that that he actually think it'll be out this year? Yeah, mm, I maybe think, in Japan, I, yeah, maybe, so. maybe in Japan, and maybe I'm thinking early 2019 for the Western release. I, th- I think oh, I think, I think this I year because they need a title for this year. That's the thing. I, th- I, 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 think I think they're Disney probably going to do. Uh, yeah, I think I it's. Think, Disney. I think they're going to do a simultaneous release like they've done with some World of simultaneous. Oh. Yeah, with some of the recent Final Fantasies. I think that's. Oh yeah, the FF15 did come out. And Final, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15 and the 12 remaster even were simultaneous. Kingdom Hearts 2.8 was like what two weeks later, so it was oh, like, yeah, it's yeah, still it's, pretty close. No, but but look, two weeks is a lot because we're just gonna get spoiled right away. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't want it to be honestly. I'm gonna be playing that day one because I'm excited. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this is Square Next, a company that okay, Nier Tom that was already translated with the 
Japanese release, and they still delayed it like two weeks. For oh time. yeah, that's right. Fuck. Yeah, I do remember. Like in like the final mix was like the English voices with the Japanese text. They never localized that one until the HD version. Yeah, this I don't know what's going on with that company, but yeah. Well, it's, now, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now that now that Disney owns Fox, does that mean I can see like Xenomorphs? In, yes. Oh, in, in, in That's what I'm talking about. It's just <laughs> popping out of people's chests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, <laughs> just the most violent Xenomorphs. Imagine a scene like where Goofy has a chest burster in him, and he's like, "Oh, I can feel it moving in my oh. chest." <laughs> Is that your Goofy accent? <laughs> All right, yeah. look, I, I, I want the fucking parts that Kylo's making. I want that version. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll direct. I'll direct the fourth one. <laughs> I mean, someone made a joke about how, you know, that one of the worlds should just be the Goofy movie, and then just uh, Goofy and Max just hang out, and, and so it just goes away <laughs> for the whole span of it. It's fucking awesome. I, I love but it. But it, it's like that, no, like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Alien Resurrection. Um, it, no, I did not. Bad. I was, that was it's the a, movie that, That's a yet. bad movie. There, there, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a scene in it where Sigourney Weaver, like, has to use like spoiler has to use a flamethrower on a clone of herself um and <laughs> it's like a dark lane kind of thing what's going on <laughs> well everyone in alien Re- alien resurrection Ella, like sigourney weaver's character is a clone in that spoilers for like a 25 year old movie <laughs> but anyways i'm just picturing the scene the same scene where sora is holding a flamethrower and he has to like and Goofy's just saying, "Kill me!" <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, and then, so, and then, so, like, "Sorry, Goofy, you're already half Xehanort." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 Kingdom Hearts took a really dark turn. Tetsuya Nomura is in a dark place right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fire me from from Final Fantasy 15. I'll show your asses. <laughs> oh, I think this sounds like the best game ever made. I mean, honestly, honestly I'd, I'd play that game. I'm on board. Sure. Fucking it. Okay, that sounds awesome. Sorry, right, I derail it. No, it's okay. I'd rather talk about that stuff than some of the other stuff, like Atlantica again, another like karaoke sequence. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, we've got the all the trailers up on the site. Both the English sub versions should point out they actually don't have the uh, they haven't put the dub version in yet. Uh, so you can check that out along with the new theme song. So be sure to listen to that. Both versions of the theme song, both on the site, by the way. Let's uh, move into the next big topic we've got here. So there's a new Xenoblade Chronicles 2 patch coming next week. And we'll add the long-awaited New Game Plus mode, which is weird that that's become a thing where that's like a post-game release deal. Uh, They're calling it the Advanced New Game Mode. Uh, So several things have been added, uh, like the levels, affinities, uh, excuse me, the levels, affinities of uh, drivers and blades, items, and gold will all transfer over. You also uh, get some new features as well, including... Special key characters will join the party as blades for the first time. Some of the blades that you couldn't previously send on mercenary missions can now be deployed there. And there will be more character stat skills by expanding uh, people's affinity charts. Uh, the other big feature of the new patch will be the ability to skip the gotcha animation at long last. An easy mode will now also be added. I assume based on the way that this was applied that the gotcha animation got really frustrating. I'm surprised because I can gotcha yes. you can just skip it right away. That's bizarre. Yeah, but... So you want you want to explain, uh, Adam? I mean, basically, you'll inevitably be spending a lot of time later in the game when you're trying to get rare blades, like using up all your cores, which are basically your pulls. And it like every time it has to do like the like a fifteen to twenty second thing, where it just like holds the core, it shines, it shakes. <laughs> yeah, it stares, <laughs> stares at it really intensely. And, 
and like you literally like it, it would literally be like all right i'm done playing for the night well i have about an hour before i should probably go to bed that's enough time to open up all these cores <laughs> it just takes that long um, i I, lo- I love watching the streams of like just just long xenoblade 2 streams and like a good chunk of it is just opening up cores and then they're just like have like a whole holding like a button down or something or like mashing a button as like they're eating something <laughs> it was well, about it, the it new was game bad. about the new game plus mode i was originally thinking i wouldn't do it because like i feel like this is such a long game and like i i don't need to go through the whole game again just to get a couple of new things but if you do keep a lot of like the affinity stuff and the levels and the gold and whatnot it's like well if i don't have to redo all that i guess maybe it might be worth just blitzing through the game skipping cutscenes. i don't know yeah i, I, I was I kinda thinking wanna about it for maybe but then i saw that it resets your merc level i thought it said i thought i saw that it kept your merc level no Huh. Oh yeah, that was, that was one of the, like the the weird thing about it. Like so, some some things don't carry over like that, and also like the heart to heart events, um, and it it does, it does actually really carry over the unique monsters that you've killed. So like I guess in the new game, the advanced new game mode, I'll just have the gravestone for them and just remembers that you killed them. Um, I yeah, it it's kind of it. it it carries most things over, but there are some things that you may want that it doesn't carry over. I mean, there have been plenty of games that I've played where it's like, I learn, oh, there's stuff that's kind of hidden away to a second playthrough only. And it's like, forget that. You I don't know, just... you can't get the platinum in time and eternity unless you beat the well, game like, twice. Like, I remember like uh, Eternal Sonata has a lot of stuff that's locked to a second playthrough. I remember like in that game, or even like, I forget what it was, but there's like, there's like these, there's, there's like these warp panels that allow you to like travel the world. And it's pretty obvious. Like the first time you're playing through the game, like what does this do? Like, it's just, there's this thing here that obviously does something, but it doesn't do anything. And then like, you look it up online, like, Oh, that activates only on second playthrough. And it allows you uh, to, uh, to, uh, to revisit areas and do a bunch more stuff, like a bunch more. And I was, I was just kind of like, forget that. I don't want to play through the whole game again. Like I, I, I kind of have that feeling here. So I'm I not feel like uh, I feel like I'm gonna end up doing it. That depending on like the the role and element, a combination of the new character uh, party members, because it might that might open up like new ways to like kind of break that game, new styles and stuff. Yeah, and I guess it. it I have, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it just because there are some characters that like you can't get to a certain class because of their limitations based on their, like their 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 baseline like blade. I I don't want to see like how the new. Uh, Played options uh, factor into it. It's just it, it's a it's a weird, cool thing to see, and I, my curiosity is going to just going to get the best of me. Yeah, I think a lot of it obviously comes down to like how long the story is, you know? Because like in near, for example, like you essentially you do play through the game again, just in a truncated fashion. Uh, but when it, it for Xenoblade Chronicles two, you're talking about like you spent like dozens and dozens and yeah. dozens of hours. The good news, obviously, is that it. Because the levels carry over and the gold and stuff like that, like I'm yeah, sure, and it's like also an easy mode as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I imagine you'll like a, a second playthrough of it will be like what if you're just skipping all the cutscenes? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, you're you're gonna be thinking twenty five, thirty hours. Go back to the days when there's like a new game plus, but you can't skip the cutscenes <laughs> like in the PS2 oh, era. Fuck, oh, yeah, that used to happen. Oh. That, that feeling when you get to a really tough boss and there's like ten minutes of cutscenes before the actual oh. boss fight. You, know, you mean the <laughs> like there's a boss ahead. traveler demo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no, also, the, I mean, obviously you got like you know, there's like boss rushes kind of thing. Like there's like multiple bosses in a row before you get to the one you died at. <laughs> That's the or the one that you assume you're gonna have trouble with on New Game Plus. That's. Mm-hmm. 
RPGs could sometimes suck. That's what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's gonna be out next week. Uh, I I don't assume any of this stuff has anything to do with like the season pass though. It's all gonna be available to everybody. Yeah, the, that's okay, just cool. update itself. Uh, I think they said like they're gonna do another like random item pa- item pack for season pass holders. They've done a couple where it's just like here's a bunch of cores just or something. Yeah, you know? the new rare nothing, blade nothing stuff, important. Yeah, the new rare blade stuff isn't gonna be out for a few months, right? Like in May or something like that. I think the next like major update is supposed to be a new rare blade. Yeah, but that's later. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still want to play it. I haven't played the game at all. Me too. I really want to play it too. It looks it looks fun. Like and and I want to get Cosmos. <laughs> That's the other yeah, thing. Well, look, you guys will be going into it at a really great time. Like a lot of like the, the frustrating parts about it uh, have been ironed out. So. Yeah, I'm heck, they've already patched out the. Uh, you can skip like the voiced lines and menus. Oh my god, I'm so I'm so jealous <laughs> of people who are jumping into it for the first time. Oh, but did they change? Like, didn't they like also take out the soldiers that repeat the same lines? What was that? I mean, that, that, look, yeah. I'll, 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 that, that's a that's a. Terrible sacrifice, but the what you get in return is. Let me tell you how you had to like wait five to ten seconds for a person's line uh, to like complete in a menu before you like back out of it. They're what? like, "Oh man, th- 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 thanks for you know whatever," or oh, "You're releasing me." Oh man, that, it wasn't that's played sh- at the same time. It was actually it was, it was like a pause. Bad for Merc missions because you had to wait for all the lines for all the characters coming back from a mission. Whenever yeah, that sounds like so bad. That sounds awful. Why would you make that design decision? Uh, Very specifically, like it, it affected every character, but if you did Ursula's Merc mission <laughs> quest, every single time, you have to send her like literally on like 50 Merc missions in order to do her little like quest. And what every is- single time she says like, this is Ursula's new groove and we'll do what we can. And it's, oh. then you can go. Oh and it takes God. like 15 seconds each time. Like, because oh. like I bet it, it doesn't like it, you can't like skip through it. Then you have to wait till like there's like a pause afterwards too. Oh, yeah, so I mean it's probably only more like 10 seconds each time, but, but it's still, a lot. It's that like, piles up. It's yeah, still, I will say that new. with all of the Merc missions I did, there was at least like five hours of my game time that was just waiting for those voices to finish, and that is not cool. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just you're, you're mashing like the fucking button as fast as possible, knowing that you can't skip it, but you're still mashing it in the in the vain hope that you can, it'll like you'll you'll save like a split God. second to, to, the, to the next. Sounds line. like it give me a headache after a while, especially because like if you want to try like well, I mean you're in like you you want to have yeah. to deal with, deal with this. I'm, so. I'm, I, yeah, me and Kyle, they're still working on it. This but was... Also, the uh, the original world map was kind of useless. They've they've improved it a bit. It's still kind of wonky, but like. <laughs> It, the original like map like you would overlay as you explore these, these are huge areas so like this isn't like you know a, a linear rpg where you don't or you it's obvious where you go like these are huge areas and you can kind of even get lost like where am i again so you want to use a map but the original map is just like pointless like this is it's it's still it's still too zoomed in when you try to like do the map it's still too zoomed in for 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 you to get your bearings on like where you actually want to go what direction you want to go to I, I you, feel... sorry yeah i mean that's all i was gonna say yeah I do feel like this might be a bit of a nitpick, but um, one thing about the map that really got to me is how they made it so that you got the whole map as soon as you got to an area. And like the first game where you're just unlocking parts of the map as you're walking through it. And I felt like that just made it a bit more confusing with the map because you couldn't tell, oh, what's the area I need to go to because there's all these different areas. I don't know which is the correct way to go ridiculous i'm glad that at least that's good i'll pick up uh, patched up but yeah like it seems like waiting a few months was was 
just fine. I've got the special edition. I'm looking at it right now. I just have not opened it at all to play it because I got anime to watch, man. Uh, <laughs> so, it's okay. It, it's one huge anime, so you'll be right at home. I mean, that's that's what I get the impression of. It's very very much an anime. Uh, so I'm 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 looking forward to playing it. All the really uh, positive things people have been saying about it. Every time someone shares like a gift from it, it looks really fun. Like the combat, uh, the mm-hmm. way it works. So. Hopefully I'll figure things out. Sounds also complicated, but we've got guides for that, so that'll be nice. Uh, so we've got a few more pieces of news that we want to get to, though, because this podcast has been going on for a bit now. But uh, Fire Emblem Warriors got a new DLC pack uh, that's coming out next week that'll be adding characters from Shadow Dragon, Navarre, Minerva, and Linda. Uh, did Shadow Dragon characters appear in the game before, or is this new? Martha. Mars and um, Tiki? What, Sheeta? Like, yeah, or I knew it was just a few, right? Not barely anybody. Yeah. I don't know my uh, Fire Emblem. Do any of these characters use a lance or a spear that isn't on a Pegasus? Of the of the new characters? Of the new characters. No. Yeah. Uh, Navarre is a swordmaster. Minerva is a dragon wy- wyvern, wyvern rider that uses an axe. Course, and Linda is a mage. Oh, so the uh, movesets aren't going to diversify any. Great. That's, I mean, that's the kind of game it is, right? Like, that's... It's kind of well, silly, right? The, so the, first, are, the, the first DLC set that already released was, uh, what, Fire Emblem Fates? So it added a couple characters from that, like Azura and uh, the, the thief guy. The white-haired... Uh, the thief guy whose name I forget, Niles? Yeah, Niles. Yes. It's actually really cool. Um, in, in Fates, he's like one of the only actually decent characters. Yeah, he's heroes. Cool. He's pretty cool looking. Uh, yeah. So this is the Shadow Dragon pack, and then um, the third pack coming up is, uh, is it just more Awakening, <laughs> I think? I think it is. Yeah, I think those, those are the only three games that are really being represented. So <laughs> besides, like, Lin, it, it's kind of random. There's, <laughs> like, there's like, some, like, uh, new outfits coming, too, for other characters. Like, Marth has, like, a, like a white suit, like a white formal oh, yeah. suit. There's, a, there's, like, Groom Marth and Bride Cheetah. <laughs> Which I mean, that's DLC. like the first canon pair, but yeah, and 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 then has like a cool her blade I mean, like, lord, yeah, uh, outfit. So yeah, yeah that's but... like that's fine. But warriors, it just seems like all they've got is like you know the characters that I, I'm I'm confused about the DLC. So are the DLC characters just they have clone move sets or what? What's oh, the, what's what the I was talking about is um, one of my main problems with Fire Emblem Warriors when I played through it was I really liked the gameplay. I feel like the uh, addition of the Fire Emblem, like, their um, tactics really benefits um, Michelle. But the big problem I had was the moveset uh, diversity. Like, especially since the last Warriors game I played before it was Hyrule Warriors, which had really distinct characters with unique movesets. In this one, pretty much every character that was of a certain archetype had very, very similar movesets. Like, all of the uh, Pegasus Riders had the same exact moveset except for their special attacks. All the dre- all the um, Magicians had similar movesets except for special attacks, and there just wasn't any variety. Oh, that's a shame. It's weird, because like, they they've been putting out some new trailers of Hyrule Warriors uh, Definitive Edition, and that game looks significant. Uh, it looks like, as you said, that every character's specifically defined by their animations and by their moveset that matches their personality. It looks amazing. Viral Warriors seems like kind of a step down based on what you're talking about. Yeah, I um, 
on the other site that won't be named, I said that I liked it probably as much as Hyrule Warriors, but for different reasons. Sure, sure. Uh, so, so it's because it has service. a 3DS version that's holding it back. Yeah, it's got. Oh, yeah. No, it's also because you can see it in 3D. <laughs> the 3ds this well i guess important. i guess hyrule warriors, yeah, hyrule warriors that's weird it, like yeah. it was not originally on 3ds but then it like came out on 3ds later and yeah 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 it's like weird. they ported it yeah and then it obviously did. that's why they're doing a definitive edition and they realized okay, with uh, fire emblem warriors that i'm actually a new 3ds exclusive was probably a good idea it looked good never, I, heard, I thought it ran well from what I what's that kind of I've never played one of those, like, what are they called? The, like, Dynasty Warrior type games? games? Yeah, Muso, yeah. yeah. Either Warrior or Muso. Yeah. I actually really want to play Hyrule Warriors. It looks fun. It does. It does. If you're, you're going to play one Warriors title, I definitely recommend Hyrule Warriors. It, it's a good one to hop. I mean, Attack on Titan's pretty good, too. <laughs> just, well, yeah, that one's good, too. Yeah, yeah. But that's hopefully, Omega, hopefully Omega Force gets a drive by, by Mario Warriors, because they already got Zelda, they got Fire Emblem, so obviously the next one has to be Mario. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They're not mowing down hordes of. I don't know. Mowing down hordes of Koopa. Actually, Waluigi, man. No, Duck Hunt Warriors. Oh my god, just blowing down like machine gun a bunch of ducks. Super Smash Warriors. I would actually. That's a bunch of people like putting shields up. Like, what is it? That's all it is. I'm just gonna wave dash around the battlefield. I'm. I'm. I mean, Metroid would be a cool game to put on a Musa, but that's probably... You know, we'll that's, you already made that. It's called Metroid Other M. Oof. Well, we'll find out. Ben and Emko <laughs> apparently is making the new Metroid Prime, so I don't know. Ben and Emko, it was at Southeast Singapore. Asia or something like that? Singapore, yeah. yeah. Somewhere they in there. Had the, like, uh, the, apparently, uh, X-Devs from Thro- the cancels Star Wars 1313 on it. That's, that's so random of all that's things. So, it's weird. I mean, it was random when Retro Studios made Metroid Prime. True, so. too. Yeah, it's not it even that. Also... Not... Go ahead. I mean, they met... everyone made fun of like when Retro went off to make Donkey Kong games, and then they made like one of the best games ever with Tropical Freeze. So there you go. Yeah, they're putting that on Switch too. That'll be actually oh, that'll be my first wait. chance playing it. Yeah, that'll be that's first my... chance. I've I've played a little bit of that game at a friend's house like a couple months ago, and oh my god, it's so amazing! I'm I played so the demo on the Switch. Yeah. The soundtrack. Yeah, well, what's that? What's that coming out? Soundtrack. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know. It's actually the the same the same composer who did the the country games on the SNES. Is it Grant Kirkhope, right? Yeah. Or David Wise, right? David Wise. Something. David Wise. Yeah, yeah. It's either one or the other, pretty much at this point. Uh, I think Grant Kirkhope did the uh, that Mario Rabbids yeah, game. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors, huh? Uh, but now we've got another. Speaking of ports and remasters, uh, Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth One Plus was announced for the PlayStation Four in Japan. So I made this joke on Twitter, but pretty much at some point I'll be able to play that on my TI eighty four graphic calculator because it's going to be ported to every single device at the, some the, point. So are they going to make a uh, programming joke and have Rebirth One Plus Plus on the Switch? It should just be a collection of the re- of the Hyper Dimension Neptunia games. To put this in, in perspective, series. this is up. This is a, a a remaster of a remake that was. Was like I don't know. It was, it was like okay, of... so yeah, it was. It started with Hyperdimension Neptunia. It was remastered. Excuse me, it was remade for the Vita as an exclusive at the time. And what it did was it took the uh, the combat system from the third Hyperdimension Neptunia, which was arguably the best one, which was the reason because the first one was fucking awful. Uh, Josh knows. Let's oh, just man, use so the, the chance in order to find out if the character is going to heal my other characters. That's great. Um, but yeah, the, it was remade for the Vita. Eventually, that version was ported to the PC, which you can buy right now for like you know five bucks, whatever. It's super cheap. Really. Uh, now that particular game is going to be ported to 
uh, the PS4 in Japan as a yeah they haven't they, they haven't mentioned anything new no. with this they're they're already planning like a limited edition that they haven't released really sp- go spoken. figure <laughs> uh, so uh, I imagine this can be very identical to the PC version um, and uh, since it's idea factory and compile hard you can bet your ass Rebirth two and Rebirth three will probably be coming to PS4 it just not one and, collection yeah. God. Because people buy them. Because people buy them. That's the that's the real answer here. You know, you made the Wasn't joke there before. there a year where there's like five or six Neptunia games that released? Yeah, like year. you know, Super Dimension, uh, Mega Tag Mention. <laughs> it's. I mean, I mean, it's it's reasonable to think that all those. Uh, Hyper Devotion? Yeah. I want uh, Hyper Devotion to on PS4, honestly. That would be pretty I mean, that, that's likely. probably likely, too. They're probably getting all the Neptunia games on Vita and putting them on the PS4. I mean, once they port the engines, it's basically quick. You made the joke, Josh, but I think we should think about it. They should have just taken the original Hyper Dimension and Neptunia and ported it to the PS4 and see what people I'm telling would have you, thought. It would have been fucking Fuck good. The game like, was so shit. So it was, okay, you want to so wait bad. for the Alliance to come around so you can actually but, go across the map? Okay, like, you have to wait? Okay. It, it was it was <laughs> so bad, but like, but a good chunk of why it was so bad also because of, of the, the, the awful technical limitations of it. It had that shit frame rate, which could be... Um, like in single like, digits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fucking bad. Uh, I like the had second one with like 3D models. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. It had long loading times, which you know that could be fixed. So I mean, I just want to see a game that of the, like a remake or not a remake, uh, a remaster of that game running running competently. And I died just, uh, so and, many and people, times in the people, first game, <laughs> and people try to wrap their head around like, oh my god. I'm about to die. I only have a 60% chance of healing once I get to this HP. It's so it's freaking like you want to use like, it's like, <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it was like the, um, I think it, what was the, what's the Final Fantasy 12 system when you use like a Gambit? Like, it's like the Gambit system, but way worse in Neptunia. It's like, Look, but, but, but we need it bad because there's no other way to revive PB high five radio. Oh back. God. I mean, it was. I, I don't know why, but when I played it for the first time, I was like, "This is kind of neat." I have to wait for the uh, continents to come <laughs> around so I can like get to no. continue the story. Like, you had to wait and do other okay. things before the lands would come around. It was such to put a... this to put this into perspective, Kyle, Seda, and James. Uh, so, anytime you might to like go anywhere, like uh, to another land, because you know you had the the like the PlayStation Land, Nintendo Land, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to travel to that, you had to go through the same little cavern dungeon every single time you wanted to get through them. So you had to waste another like oh. five, ten, five, ten, seven minutes just trying to bypass monsters just to get to that land. There's no like instant fast travel. No, you can't it. just like jump Ooh. to the place what? you're supposed what to be. You have to this? wait. You're in the Wanderer game or some crap. What it the hell? It was. It was. It was a thing. You had to go to a port, and it was just. I don't know. It's it's, it's the worst. So that's why it has to be brought back. Just think, that game came out eight years ago. That seems like that seems like not even that long ago. There's been so many Neptunia games since then. (laughs) I mean, I I kind of like Neptunia, and I cover them for the site. But come on, (laughs) just Jesus Christ! And then this Gaia remake is going to be out this summer. So, uh, it's it's still another year full of remakes, remakes and remasters. That's for sure. Because that Secret of Mana one's out this week. Actually, I'm oh yeah, that's right. That one, though. yeah, yeah. I want, I want to check yeah. that out. But let's 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 put, let's let's wrap this up a little bit now. So the last piece of news we've got here is that so Swery, it's funny because we were talking about Suda Fifty One and Swery at the beginning before this podcast. But Swery, who's the guy behind you know Delhi Premonition and D Four and games like that, which I really wish there was a D Four season two, but that's besides the point. Um, we posted on the site a while back that he was working on a new uh, RPG 
uh, called The Good Life, uh, which was had this really unique art style to it. It's basically about a world where this woman's in where at night everyone turns into cats. And I assumed like it became, you know, Twin Peaks at that point, like everything else he works on. It did, yeah. Like the whole point of the central plot was a murder of some. Yeah, murder <laughs> happened. Oh yeah, someone drowned. Uh, no, I think it was drowned. Maybe I'm just thinking about Twin Peaks, but yeah, uh, uh, there was a death, and so this woman reporter came to investigate it, and so she finds out about this happening. But basically, uh, since Swery failed on Fig, uh, he's now gonna basically have another try by bringing it to Kickstarter. I think it's going to be happening in March. At the end of March, I think it was. If I'm not mistaken. Um, but good on him, because the guy quit his job at Axis Games, a studio I think he founded, uh, which is the one that made those games that I'm talking about, to make this. Uh, that's like his, his return to game development, uh, his attempt at that. So, all the best to him. Uh, he seems like a very nice guy. If you follow him on Twitter, he's very gracious he talks to his fans a lot so you know hope for the best uh it's a game that like i said we've got some footage up on the site for there's like gameplay footage screenshots things like that uh from before back when he tried his first attempt at that so people be sure to check that out um and when it comes out on kickstarter we'll be sure to post that up on our twitter account which leads us to the end of the podcast now um so as always you can find us on rpgsite.net which right now once again we've got kyle's gigantic Shadow of the Colossus Guide, you can check it out. Of course, you got City of Final Fantasy NT. The review for that from Josh is up there as well. Brian also posted his impressions for Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age on PC. He gave a review for that. Uh, he also shared like his specs and things like that for people who want to know what that was like. Be sure to stay tuned tomorrow, like I said, for my big feature I've got coming up. You can also find us on Twitter at RPG Site. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rpgsitenet. YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rpgsitenet. Subscribe to us on iTunes, your favorite podcast app, to search for Tetracast. You can find us there. Uh, also, our permanent Discord link, discord.me slash RPG site. Be sure to chat, uh, check that out. Chat with a lot of like-minded uh, fans and followers of ours. Um, once again, we still got that Mutt Center World channel up for people who want to group up, go on quests together. And finally, can, uh, we'd like to share where you can find us on Twitter. So where can they find you, Josh? You can find me at HDKirin, H-D-K-I-R-I-N. Kyle? Uh, that's at, or it's at Levito, at L-E-V-I-T-0. Uh, Adam? At K-I-N-G underscore S-E-D-A. And finally, James? At the sweet, um, at T-H-E-S-W-W-E-E-T. Great, you can find me at Zach Reese. So that's it for the February 10th, 2018 edition of the TetraCast. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, James. Especially James for being there for us to cover the Nice America press event. Like I said, we can find our stuff up on Twitter. Uh, maybe some stuff in the coming days from the event itself. Uh, we'll, we've already got posts up from all the trailers and screenshots and things like that that were shared for the event, all the assets. So if you're interested in any of the titles we talked about today, you'll find it there. And for everyone, uh, thank you all for listening to this edition of the TetraCast. Catch us next week for yet another one. Bye, everyone.